Good morning, everyone. If you could get, grab a seat, we're going to get ready to get started in about one minute. Okay, good morning everybody. This is, good morning, good morning. This is the Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting of Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. And if you would please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. And Kelly, for your last performance, if you would please start us off. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Please remain standing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of, honor of notable persons in our community who have recently passed. Colleagues, does anybody have someone you would like to acknowledge or wish to remember? Okay. 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 Um, let us honor all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. Please have a seat. I want to welcome everybody to the meeting today. Uh, Mayor Nan Rich is not here today um, in because of a recent injury, so I'm pinch hitting again. Uh, but I would like to uh, ask her if she, I, I believe she's on. Nan, are you on by any chance? Is Tim, is Tim here as well? He's, Tim's here. Though. But Nan's not on the phone? Okay, okay. Okay, the music today was selected by myself. Um, and I selected two songs. The first one you probably heard was called The Laughing Song by George W. Johnson. And that is, it's actually notable because it's the first major recording by a black artist ever, ever. And to find those kind of things, those little gems, you just have to go to the Library of Congress. And I think it's important for everybody to know that all that stuff's available, given that we're, the way that history is getting a little bit of whitewashing, so to speak. Um, so it's good to be able to know where to go to find the original sources, which is why I included it. Uh, the second song was Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Valentine's Day is coming up. thought it was fitting. So we have one proclamation today. Um, this is to honor Kelly Shanley of the Broward Center for the Performing Arts, who will be leaving for his next adventure soon. 
and it will be presented by Commissioner Fisher. But before it begins, I understand we have a video to honor him. Can we cue that? class act and great guy, great person. His knowledge and his creativity and his professionalism is very rare that you see in a leader. He is somebody who's not afraid to take a chance and you can see by what he has done here at the Broward Center. His ability to go and be present in so many levels of our community and make real actions happen is, is so impressive. Not only is forward thinking, but he wants to be a problem solver. For the last 25 years as general manager and then CEO, Kelly Shanley has been many things to many people. But one word they can all agree on is that Kelly is an inspirational collaborator who has grown the impact of the Broward Center from a regional theater complex to a network of world-class stages and facilities that hum with artistic energy from a vibrant and diverse community. What stands out for most of us about Kelly is his passion for arts and culture. And he has just the right level of creativity and being astute in the business environment to be able to allow him to bring both together. And that's what's important for arts and culture in our community. During Kelly's tenure, the footprint and reach of the Broward Center has grown dramatically. What he's done with the expansion of this facility and the renovation of Parker Playhouse, Aventura, uh, the Miniachi Center at Nova, he has just taken it to a different level. Kelly has always believed that art doesn't just live on stage. It's about more than entertainment. If you're willing to think big, art has the power to transform communities. But I think what's more special and what really pulls at the heart is the cultural feeling that this community has, a sense of civic pride. We know that we can experience the arts in our own hometown facility and not have to travel far away. The center is bringing such talent and such opportunities, not only musicals, but plays and theater that really is so well-rounded to attract all walks of life. Kelly has been our partner for over 30 years and I have seen him create new ideas and work closely with Broadway Across America to make sure that we are programming the very very best of Broadway. As funding for the arts has been challenged around the country, Kelly's leadership has demonstrated that investment in the arts can reap big economic rewards. He was very much instrumental in leading what was a historical campaign of $60 million that brought additional patronage and also increased the revenues for the center. This growth was no accident. It comes from a conviction that the arts are essential and they're for everyone of every age, no matter who you are or where you come from. He understands the importance of the arts and the impact that they can have on young adults. 
One of my fondest memories is when we celebrated having our three millionth student on property. Also, it was under his leadership where they brought Hamilton to Broward County, but not just for the adults. We had a student performance, which was unheard of. He doesn't let anything get in his way. If he has an idea and he feels it's in the best interest of kids, uh, he's gonna make it happen one way or another. Even during the pandemic, Kelly made sure that the Broward Center remained a cultural cornerstone. Beyond the soaring buildings and incredible technology, art has a kind of magic, giving us new ways of communicating, connecting, imagining, learning, and understanding each other. The culture that he has built will carry on for many, many years to come. We see him as a true leader and advocate for arts and culture who's made a tremendous difference in all our lives personally and as a community. The arts and cultural world has much larger implications in terms of the economic impact. He understands the intersection of the arts and business, and that's been really important uh, for Fort Lauderdale. He's the most generous leader, not just of his vision, but really in helping guide others to be optimistic, to be very committed to continual progress. And the belief in what's next for this community is achievable if we work together and collaborate. The world needs art now more than ever. And thanks to Kelly Shanley's leadership over the last 25 years and his impact on our city and our community, the Broward Center will continue the legacy he built on, a legacy of memorable moments, a legacy of rich and rewarding art for everyone. Nice. <laughs> Kelly, you must know some artists to, to put that one together. Um, Commissioner Fisher, you're going to do yes, the proclamation uh, for us. Yes, Shanley, would you come down and um, anyone that's the Senate, I think uh, Ms. Barnett's here, she wants to come forward. Any Sarah's here or Jan or Lisa, please come forward. Let's get the entire team here. Absolutely, I said where the team is, Barnett. You know, really, if you watch the video, it really just said it all, what Kelly has been able to accomplish this year, I mean, for the past 15 years, but more importantly, the impact he made on our community. Before I read the proclamation, I just want to really point out, which is kind of special to me, which I've been able to witness, is the education to our children. And Kelly really stepped up and made the opportunities for our children to come to the center to be educated on the arts and to really be part of our community. So I know that we do great things, but I think when we make the mark on our children for future generations to come, Kelly, I think that should be really your legacy on my part. And so I'm honored to be able to present you with this proclamation on behalf of this wonderful body. It says, whereas Kelly Shanley has served as present CEO of the Broward Center of the Performing Arts, for the past 15 years. He's been part of the leadership of the Broward Center for 25 years, having previously served as the center's executive vice president and general manager. Whereas Kelly is a dynamic cultural leader with a keen business sense, 
who is admired in the ability to deliver outstanding arts experiences that are relevant to a wide range of audiences. Ms. Kelly has been instrumental in the dynamic growth of the Broward Center of Performing Arts, increasing the impact of the South Florida region from outstanding performances in world-class facilities to the largest free arts and education program in the country. Under his leadership, the Broward Center completed two capital expansions, the ambitious $60 million project in 2015 to reimagine and revitalize the venue and the campus and $30 million project to restore the beloved Parker Playhouse. And if you haven't been there, ladies and gentlemen, it is dynamic. Known as, of course, the Parker, the landmark venue for Lardia, which reopened in 2021 to much acclaim. Whereas Kelly has been dedicated to the center's mission to engage and inspire audiences, nurture collaboration, and drive economic vitality. Today, the Broward Center has an economic impact of the region that exceeds $130 million annually and is consistently ranked in the top 10 theaters in our nation. Whereas Kelly has maintained a robust affiliated venues management programs during his tenure today, the center manages the Parker, the Aventura Arts and Cultural Center, and the Rose and Alfred Manassi Performing Arts Center on the campus of Nova Southeastern University. Russ Kelly has served on the Executive Committee of the Broward Workshop, on the Board of Directors for the Greater Florida Alliance, on the Board of the Live Arts Center of North America Foundation, and he previously served as a past board member for the Greater Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce and past president of the Riverwalk Trust. Russ Kelly has been recognized with numerous leadership awards from Leadership Broward, South Florida Business Journal, Riverwalk, the Greater Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce, in 2019, he was named Downtowner of the Year, and in 2020, he was honored by the Carbonell Awards with the prestigious George Abbott Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Arts for Significant Contributions to the Artistic and Cultural Development of the Region. And in November 23, Kelly was named History Maker by History Fort Lauderdale, honored for his contributions to the growth of cultural sector during his 25-year career. Whereas after a long career bringing world-class performances to Broward County, Kelly celebrates his retirement from the Broward Center on March 1, 2024, and indeed leaves a lasting legacy, which this community is extremely grateful and honored to have him part of our community. Whereas we know this is not a goodbye, and it better not be Kelly, <laughs> but the beginning of a new chapter for Kelly and his wonderful family, and we wish them nothing but peace, prosperity, curiosity, and happiness. And now therefore be proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby designates March 1st, Friday, 2024, as Kelly Shanley Day in Broward County in honor of recognition his extraordinary accomplishments and again tireless dedication to the arts in Broward County, signed by our Mayor Nan Rich. Kelly, again, we are so proud of you. We can't thank you enough. What you have done for our community is just truly just overwhelming. God bless you and your wonderful endeavors, your family. And it's an honor to present this proclamation to you. We have to have a few, a few words. Thank you. Thank you. Man, whenever you can get a Heiko to show up at your event. Um, 
Listen, thank you very much. Um, this is a great honor. Um, I want to thank the Mayor Rich, uh, Vice Mayor Fur, the Commission, our County Administrator. Um, you have all been such great partners, and I hope you feel that you yourselves are part of the story you just heard here, because I always refer to the Performing Arts Center Authority as the original public-private partnership, and certainly one of the most successful ones. And I think it, it works because everybody feels that sense of responsibility to the authority from its very beginnings and inception. Um, so Lamar made two, um, uh, did two things at the beginning of this that uh, really matter to me. Um, he called up the people behind me who were here, um, and he talked about education. Um, and, and two things that I wouldn't want to uh, leave anybody thinking weren't the most important things to me um, are the education partnership we have with Broward County Schools, um, and all the people who have worked with me to tell the story that, um, that you heard here today. Um, I've been blessed, it's been an honor, um, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful for um, my team, my wife Sarah, um, everybody who's made this possible. So thank you very much for this today. Kelly, don't go anywhere. I think there's a few people want to make some comments. And I'll start off with Commissioner Ryan. Kelly, stay in the room. Come on down. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we requested you stay here for the remainder of the meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be out by 4 o'clock this afternoon. Okay. I guess, so, yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things I, I think that you have done over the years is, uh, you know, made the effort to go up to Tallahassee and get a little bit of, you know, arts and culture money. And you know how difficult that is. Uh, you know, I could say, and I know that, I don't know if um, Commissioner Geller, where'd he go? Over here. <laughs> uh, he can also attest to how difficult it is to get art and culture money from Tallahassee. But, you know, the message that you have brought over the years 
you know, to Broward County, you know, and what, what you do with uh, the Broward County School District and, you know, the impact that you have on the lives of so many children is one of your lasting legacies. And um, I know that you have worked closely with our uh, cultural director, uh, Philip Dunlap. Are you here, Bill? Yes, yeah. Here. And maybe um, you could come down here for a second and just uh, comment about, you know, the uh, collaborative relationship the two of you had. But, I mean, I, I think it's really that type of, uh, you know, synergy that has worked well over the years and advances art and cultural issues for us throughout the county. Um, thanks. I didn't... Uh... <laughs> anticipate coming and speaking, but uh, Kelly's been a great partner. And I'll give you one small example um, just of what our relationship has meant to me when we did our um, State of the Arts address at the Broward Center um, in October. I mean, not only was Kelly's team just so important to the success of that event, but uh, Kelly just as a thought partner in helping steer my comments and my presentation, he sat in the room with me and took notes uh, and offered advice on really how to communicate what I was trying to communicate. Uh, and I so much very value that. And I think that ties in so well to everything that has been said so far about him. So thank you. Uh, Mayor Rich, I believe you're on the phone. Do you want to say something? She was. Oh, there she is. <laughs> you're on mute, Nan. Still on mute. Uh, Nan, we can't hear you. We understand she might be having some issues with. Okay, I'm going to go back around to, yep. to others. Anybody else? Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Mr. Acting Mayor. And, uh, Mr. Acting Mayor. Mr. Pinch Hitter. Mr. Mayor elect. <laughs> Beam. Kelly, <laughs> um, I've known you for, for a lot of years. Um, I actually have had tickets to the Performing Arts Center since before it was built, back when it was still Parker, and the one we helped fund it when I was early in the legislative process. You've done an amazing job. And there was a reference that um, in the film that I just don't know if everybody really understands about PACA and um, what you do, which is the education that you provide to the community. What you do is unique. I think that you are the, if not the largest, one of the two or three, or maybe the largest, you number one in the country in what you're, you're doing with that. Um, if you're not familiar with it, the Performing Arts Center has classes for the community. They bring in students to show plays, again, and all sorts of the cultural arts programs. And that's one of the reasons. I've always been a supporter of the cultural arts, Phil will tell you that. Uh, but what you have done there on taking art out from just the four walls to the, the patrons who can afford to buy the tickets and bringing it to the kids and the community is something that we will always know and remember and that you should be very proud of. I've always said, and Phil has heard me say this many times, as I think of the other commissioners, you can tell a lot 
about a county by the way it takes care of its and funds its cultural arts program and you have done an amazing job of getting not only government but private funds for the cultural arts and for uh, the Performing Arts Center. Congratulations, you'll be missed. Thank you, Commissioner. I just want to adopt Senator Geller's comments and thank you for bringing Phantom of the Opera down to Broward a few years ago. And if you know, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just chime in here. I know when I was teaching fourth grade at Sunland Park Elementary School, and the very first day, all the teachers raced to try to get the tickets for the C's grant, which is what the Broward County Schools. And I, would, I was usually the first in line. I'd always get it. And it was, and it was wonderful because I could always tell, my, tell the kids I was teaching that on this day, we're going to the Broward uh, Center of the Performing Arts, which is right down the street, but they'd never been there. And it made all the difference. And the whole year was like, once we got went there, it was amazing. And they talked about it for the rest of the year. So doesn't get better than that. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's try Nan again one more time. Nan, you there? Well, with that, I guess we'll have to. I, I know, Just I know, tell her I know, I know how she feels, OK? I she, will. I will. Yeah. I know, and I know she does feel that way. Thank you, Kelly, thank, thank you. you so much for doing so much for our community. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And, okay, with that, we're going to go to the consent agenda, which includes item one through, what's that? Oh, oh, sorry, it's not on there. Hmm. Let's do the Tuesday morning memo. memo. Thank you. <laughs> The Tuesday agenda memorandum, the following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 28. Public hearing items are 29 through 30. Regular items are 31 through 37. Withdrawals, deferrals, substitutions, none. Scrivener errors. Items, item 20 currently reads, motion to award open-end contract to low-responsive, responsible bidder, airport and commercial equipment suppliers, Inc., in an initial two-year estimated $809,797 term, inclusive of allowances. Should read motion to approve open end contract to low responsive responsible bidder airport and commercial equipment suppliers Inc. in an initial two year estimated amount of $809,797 inclusive of allowances. Summary, explanation, background. Add after the fifth paragraph. No protest or appeal was filed for this procurement. The contract consists of the county solicitation and the awarded vendor's response. Item 33 currently reads motion to approve ninth annual JAMIN. Should read motion to approve annual JAMIN. Currently reads motion to approve which occurs on April 22nd, 2024. Should read motion to approve which occurs on April 20th, 2024. Item 34 currently reads motion to approve which occurs on March 11th and 12th, 2024. Should read motion to approve which occurs on March 9th and 10th, 2024. Additional information, item number two, attachment one to the resolution presented for the board's consideration has been properly labeled and distributed as additional material. Item 20, the board's consideration of this item is based on the amended motion statement. Item 23, attachment one to the resolution presented for the board's consideration has been properly labeled and distributed as additional material. Item 33, Commissioner Hazel P. Rogers requests to be added as a co-sponsor. Mayor requests without objection, item 37 be moved to consent and item 16 be moved to regular. Additional material, regular meeting. Items 1A through 1B, board appointments. Item two, replacement exhibit one submitted by board, public. I, 
submitted by Public what Works Department. Item 23, replacement exhibit one submitted by Public Works Department. Item 34, inquiry regarding sponsorship for Jazz in the Garden submitted by Visit Lauderdale. Additional material public here hearing. Excuse me, excuse me, Nan? Yes. Now, now if you could put it on mute. <laughs> I, I can't put it on mute. Uh, there's, this, I've been trying since 20 minutes before the meeting to get into this meeting. So okay. I am a total frustration level right now. So, but. <laughs> I know we're gonna, we're gonna have to improve this system. But, we, but if you could, yeah. but we can hear you right now, Nan. So um, if you can okay. mute it, however you can mute it. I'm sorry, go ahead and continue. Okay. Additional material public hearing. Item 29, correspondence from an interested party submitted by the Planning Council. Item 29, parent two, correspondence from an interested party submitted by the Planning Council. Okay. Thank you. Okay, with that, we have commissioners. The consent agenda consists of item one through 28. Um, and are there any polls from the consent agenda? We'll start with Commissioner McKenzie. I do not, for the record, have any pulls. <laughs> However, I think the distinguished gentleman to my right, two seats down, wants to speak to number 16, I think. And I want to just put a comment on the record because I never intended to pull number 16. And in my briefing with this county administrator, I clearly stated I will not pull this. But I had some concerning comments about the project. Having prior knowledge before coming to the county, I know what affiliated capabilities are. I know um, I can trust affiliated. We have done a number Wait, of projects. Commissioner McKenzie. Yeah. I know it's coming up, but I didn't pull it. And, I, and okay. it's important that I put this on the record. Okay. Um, because I requested that the county administrator pull it. I'm hoping she pulls it. Because she should pull it. And I want to come back and finish my comments because I'm serious okay. about having briefings and then what comes out of the room gets out on the streets saying I'm going to pull something is concerning to me. Yes, no right. comment right now. We will address it at the appropriate time, Chair, and thank you for correcting me. So no polls? So I no, think okay, someone else is going to pull it. From you, no polls? I don't want to pull it. Okay. I support Bowman. it. Yes, Mr. I'd like to pull. Mr. Mayor, I've already pulled that item, okay. just for the record. Okay. I'd like to pull, um, I think it's item 73 and 74, otherwise I have no polls. Okay. That's it. Commissioner Ryan. <laughs> I realize that item 29 is a public hearing, but I'm just going to mention for the record uh, that I'm going to pull item 29 for purposes of recusal. Okay. Commissioner Fisher? No polls. Okay. Commissioner Udeen? Item 4, just for a quick comment. Okay. Commissioner Geller? I like that. All right. Very good. Commissioner Rogers? None. And I'm going to pull 27. 27, you're, you're right, which I like. Um, um, Commissioner, Commissioner Rich, do you have any, any to pull? No, I have no, no polls. No polls? Okay. Thank you. But I, I, yeah, at a, at a, at a time, I'd, I'd like to make my comments about uh, Kelly Shanley so that they could be on the record. Okay. Okay. County Administrator? 
you, you pulling 16? It, it was already it was on already Tuesday pulled. morning. You already, uh, it was right in the morning. Okay. okay. Any others? Okay. Okay. So, do I have a motion to approve the consent I'd like agenda? to have the county attorney okay, read first. No public polls. No public polls. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank you, uh, Senator Geller, Vice Mayor. Uh, so the consent agenda today, and I want to make sure I heard everything correctly, uh, is items 1 through 28 uh, removed from the consent agenda are items 4, 16, and 27, and then added to the consent agenda is item 37. Mr. Mayor, I move approval of the consent agenda as read by the county attorney. Second. Yeah, we have a... Motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any, any opposed? That passes. Nan, can you hear? Can you hear us now? All those in favor again? One more time. Let's make sure. Aye. 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 I can't hear Nan. She's that. Okay. Ask if there's any opposed. Any opposed? She's probably on mute. I don't know. I'm not sure how to do that. Let's do it as eight, nothing, and then when Senator Rich says she'd like to be added, she can. Okay, that's good. Okay, so that, that's approved eight to zero. We're going to start, why don't we start with uh, number four, Commissioner Udine? Thank you. My comment on number four, uh, I'm going to reluctantly vote for this um, to increase the stipend on this. This was the, I just want to make sure that staff is monitoring this to make sure because it's not a lot of money that we're spending in the underlying program, but the marketing on this is coming into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, because I remember when we talked about this over the summer and your staff had concern about it. So let's make sure that the program's working. Let's keep this on a tighter uh, diary, so to speak. And I don't want to continue spending dollars to reimburse toilets if people aren't taking advantage of it to spend the marketing dollars. With that, I'll make a motion to approve, but I just want to make sure this is being monitored. Can I, yeah. Can I just make a real quick comment? I think you're, you're spot on, and I, when I saw it, I, I, it did take me back to the conversation we had, and maybe we should get some updates as opposed to you right. looking at it on an agenda item and, and, and saying, yeah, hey. I, I put in for a PBMI, so I know the numbers are about the same of what okay. they were doing beforehand. Um, so. I'm okay with raising it from 100 to 125 dollars in the overall scheme of life. It's not a lot, but the marketing behind this was a tremendous amount of money that our staff said they had a problem with last go around. So let's just make sure we're following it. Okay. Right, so we have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. And you have a discussion, Commissioner Rogers. I'll say that real loud. Good morning. Thank you. I saw that on the agenda also and not knowing too much about it, I decided to reach out and I went on radio in my district because we have a lot of old properties. We can look at the numbers and we know the areas that would have challenges and probably would need it. So when we talk about marketing, I'm always talking to administration that how you market and where you market makes a difference. So I'm asking that you consider our diverse communities and make sure you're actually focusing your marketing on the areas that you know are aging and have aging infrastructure. So I thank you. That's my comment. Okay. Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, and a follow-up to Commissioner Dean, just ask the administrator, uh, with respect to number four, is the program working? So I guess that, that's a relative question. It is actually being utilized, and when you say working, I guess it would be the, how you define working. It, we are reaching 
um, individuals um, to put in um, some some water reducing you know toilets and and that's the objective is to make sure that we're um, you know incentivizing being more resilient and less water consumption so um, would we like to see more utilization yes and, and what that's I mean what I mean working is I mean if you're reaching if you know point zero five percent is being utilized and it's really not worth it if it's one you know if it's 20 10 percent five you know a certain per percentage you know based on percentage and what you're spending that's what I think he you know was getting at and and so um, if you guys done like hey we're spending money but this it really isn't being utilized the way we thought or it is being utilized that's all I'm trying to figure out just to, just to close up if I can comment please the reason I brought it up is because it came to us on the Commission agenda before about six months ago and staff said they wanted to bring this in-house to save hundreds of thousands of dollars theoretically in marketing the the Commission said that they didn't want to do that at that point I understand um, so staff did bring this to us we looked at it it's going to the program is going to continue it looks like for but I'm just saying as as McKen, Commissioner McKenzie Potter just make sure someone's looking at this and in the next few months if we're not increasing and putting more toilets onto the thing we don't market this internally this gets marketed by an outside vendor let's just make sure it's being done right and if not let's revisit the whole issue again so if it's Mr. Mayor um, I would like to propose that perhaps maybe in a three-month period of time we'll bring back a report to the board on on the status of this and you know what kind of marketing efforts are there and what the utilization numbers are that makes sense. so that you all will see that and and we'll give you um, a historical perspective from, from the beginning of the program I accept and, that in my motion yeah. okay yeah but I thought that's what we kind of gave directed to because of the controversy and how the ball was dropped with this with this uh, program, and we all were gravely concerned at the time, gravely concerned. And we blessed it to move forward, um, but a report to me regularly uh, would satisfy uh, me um, in terms of, you know, where do we go with the program as opposed to it just, you know, one day appears and we're talking about it again, as opposed to keeping the, our hand on the, uh, on the pulse. To, to basically see where we're going with it. I so in this three-month recommendation to me, um, I would have thought we would have had some feedback prior to that. Let's, I, the one thing I do think we want to remember is the value of the program because it has saved millions and millions of gallons <clears throat> of water, and it's one of those things that we have to do. So, how, you know, I think we, we lost a little momentum yeah. trying to gain it back, and that's really what it is. We, we, the program... Is something that honestly we have, almost have to do, uh, given that the fact we have this many more people coming into this county and this area using water. So anything we can do to save that, we need to do, and this is one of those things to do. So with that, we have a motion and a second. Did we vote? Okay. Uh, all those in favor? All any opposed? Okay, that passes. Um, eight to zero. We'll hear from the end in a little bit. Uh, let's go to sixteen. And County Administrator. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. So um, as you saw on the Tuesday morning memo, um, I pulled the item um, so that we could have a conversation and I wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to bring it forward to the board to present it officially, to have the public conversation. Commissioner McKenzie, um, to address directly your comments. Um, I don't know how that statement might have gotten to you because 
we didn't never we never said that you were pulling it. I said I was going to pull it, and I did this morning. It was in the Tuesday morning memo, so maybe there was a miscommunication. And if there was anything from my office, I apologize for that. Um, but I wanted to make sure, you know, in the commissioner briefings that we um, shared with all the commissioners the, the the proposal you have in front of you, um, and we did not see that there was going to be any um, real you know, heartburn or whatnot, whatnot. In fact, I got a lot of positive feedback about the approach and being creative about how we could go forward with providing some additional affordable housing um, in, our, in our county, particularly in Fort Lauderdale, with Fort Lauderdale as a partner as well, and where Fort Lauderdale was committing $8 million in the county um, would be, if approved, um, this item would be uh, uh, contributing $5.5 million after the project is in place and they've paid those taxes um, to what is um, a property that is not necessarily producing a lot of ad valorem revenue today. With that, Mr. Mayor, if I can ask Mr. Stone to come up and okay. describe the program, I think that will be helpful. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Stone. And also, um, I believe the uh, developer, Mr. Burns, is here if there's any questions specifically to the project. Good morning, Mr. Vice Mayor, Commissioners. So uh, the uh, project is a 400-unit uh, rental project with uh, 210 of the units of being affordable housing. Um, I know that you're aware of our, our gap financing programs, and normally for an affordable unit, we would be allocating anywhere from 50 to $100,000 per unit subsidy. The uh, 5.5 million that we've been asked to add to the county subsidy only comes out to $26,000 a unit. So in effect, we're getting uh, 210 units for half of the subsidy we normally get. What What is unique about this particular uh, project is that it has a blend of uh, very low, uh, low, and then uh, middle income or workforce units. The workforce units, particularly in Broward, uh, in our metro area, are tough to do because the, the normal gap financing that we match with bond funds, and the bond funds generate probably, if you're doing five million in, in gap, you're gonna get 20 to 30 million in bond equity. You don't get any of that bond equity for 120% deal. So uh, the developer has to make up the rest of that equity in a conventional way. So these aren't easy deals to put together, and when you match that with urban land cost and having to do structured parking to achieve the densities, which he has a parking structure, um, I think 560-something uh, parking spaces at 30,000 a unit, you know, that's, that's a lot of money to absorb. So uh, when the project goes on the tax roll uh, after it's completed, and by the way, we don't have any upfront cost, unlike the budgeting we have to do for gap financing, nor do we have the first penny's worth of risk until it's paying taxes. Uh, it will generate uh, close to 600000 a little short of that, a year in ad valorem taxes. And the deal we have with them is that half of that annual ad valorem rate will go uh, to the $5.5 million until it reaches that cap, and the rest of the other half, you know, around a quarter million, will go to the general fund. So we think this is a win-win all the way. Uh, we were working with the city of Fort Lauderdale through the whole process. As you can see, they've kicked in $8 million, uh, which is significantly higher than our, our, our price. Uh, so I feel like this is a very good deal. 
you know, I could get in the weeds on the need for you. I'll, I'll just share real quickly, quickly two brand new pieces of information. Uh, the Harvard Joint Center for Affordable Housing just uh, produced their, their report on uh, rental housing nationally, and the headline, in effect, was um, middle, in middle income class renters have, have rental rates have never been higher in this country. There's an interactive map uh, in the study, uh, and to make a long story short, uh, Broward County, for uh, Miami-Dade to Pompano, is the only urban area where over 60% of the renters are cost burdened. Not LA, which is around 50, not New York City, not San Francisco, we're the only one that's over 60%. Uh, the, the other piece of information out of that same update from the, the uh, census from Dr. Murray is, uh, two years ago, uh, 74,000 uh, households were cost, severely cost burdened, spending over the 50 percent of their income on housing. Uh, today it's 101,000, so it's gone up by a third, uh, which is kind of a shocking statistic. So there again, it, it's, it speaks to the need for this kind of, of approach. And again, when we're looking at the workforce uh, demand and we don't have the same uh, financial tools that we do absent the, the bond equity in these deals, uh, this is the way to get at that. Thank you. Um, I believe, Nan, I think we're hearing a bit of an echo from your phone. Did you want to speak? Are you talking to me? Yes. We're hearing an echo okay. from your, we're hearing okay. an echo. We're hearing an well, echo. Well, that's all right. I, I was not able to be heard for the next, for the last vote, which I would like to be registered as okay. voting for as well. But I want to, I, I would like to comment on this because I recently just read that uh, from Harvard. And this is what we've been saying or trying to say all along, that it is not just a certain segment of the population. It's not just police, teachers, firefighters. It is all across the board, and the 60% exactly explains what's happening in our community, and we need to respond at all levels. So um, I am very supportive of this project, and it's an amazing job that Ralph has been doing with bringing developers to the table to utilize our gap financing. Thank you, Nan. And if you could mute, because we're still getting an echo. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Ryan. So I had a, um, a conversation with Ralph Stone after speaking with uh, the county administrator on this item. So, uh, you know, we've talked time and time again about the whole uh, dynamic of, you know, matching uh, a supply of affordable housing units with this ever-growing demand that we have here in Broward County and really the, the whole uh, Tri-County area. Because what <clears throat> we're trying to do is really recognize a regional approach because some people actually uh, may live in West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County, and uh, will commute daily, um, and they commute right now by tri-rail, <clears throat> maybe down to Miami to work, and then back up to, uh, you know, various towns or cities in Palm Beach County, and of course in Broward. And, uh, you know, we see this in our transportation system with our express buses, you know, they go out of a couple locations, and they have a, uh, you know, express route right down to downtown Miami, so we're seeing, uh, you know, a, a real, a more, a greater mobility here in the Tri-County area. Uh, having this uh, uh, affordable housing mix project here is fantastic because 
When you talk about, uh, you know, this, uh, the constraints on affordable housing, uh, they last a period of 30 years. So the, uh, uh, the market rent levels, you know, will remain at that uh, percentage of, of what the median income is. So, you know, we talk about the uh, teachers, the healthcare workers, the firefighters, you know, that need it. But it's also got the, uh, the mix where I think if you have like the very low income housing and you have some of those units there, it's like a six to one uh, bonus density. So that, you know, gives that, you know, incentive to the developer. Uh, this area, you know, it's over in what we call the Croyson Park area. Uh, it's close to uh, the uh, Croyson Park Elementary School, just a couple of blocks from, uh, you know, Broward General Hospital, and just a few blocks from where the new federal courthouse is going to be. So uh, it's going to be, you know, an important uh, development for, uh, you know, a lot of folks that, you know, are, 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 are working middle class folks that we want to, uh, you know, promote. So. I'm very much in favor of it. I think it's an innovative project. And uh, having additional, you know, density in areas of downtown Fort Lauderdale is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, some of these areas where you have the higher density, if you have the transportation options, you know, you still can preserve the quality of life and, uh, you know, not overburden our, uh, you know, our infrastructure. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Geller. Followed by Commissioner Eugene. Thank you. I wasn't sure whether this idea came from Mr. Stone or, or Ms. Sapero, but whoever it came from, great project. Uh, I love the idea. It's doing the affordable housing without our having to initially lay out the money. And at the end, after the five and a half million is paid, we're going to end up making property taxes off of it. I think we need to be doing more like this, and whether it's Ralph Monaco or a combination, whoever idea this is, congratulations. Commissioner Udine? Not to repeat everything, but I know it was the affiliated. They're very good at this. They're, this is creative and innovative. Um, I'd like to vote for it twice, actually, because this is the this is one of the first times we've seen one where we're not laying out anything. We don't have to wait. If this doesn't work, all of the risk is on the developer there. They don't get any of their incentive till this is done, providing more affordable workforce housing. So it's a good project. If you need a motion, I'll make a motion if there's nobody else on here. But I think we should. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to speak whatever the chair recognizes me. Kevin. Kevin. All finished? Commissioner McKenzie, followed by Okay, again, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Um, obviously, I was a little heated, and I still haven't um, diffused in terms of my initial response to the briefing was, A, I support the project. B, I know a lot about the project. Um, when it was brought to me a few years back, I even suggested to the developers, it was Tim Ryan's district at the time, talked to Tim, great person, talked to the staff over here, it shouldn't be a problem. I expressed my concerns with the financing of the deal. And because of this is new, it's the first time on private property. We tried one in, I think, uh, Oakland Park, as Monica was explaining in her briefing, and I just wanted for the record, because I was getting Texas saying vote no. 
on this project. I thought it was a great project, and I still do. But the financing was so unique that I said, just pull it, make a public disclosure. What Ralph did today was exactly what I asked for, but I don't know how this got so, I don't, you don't need to respond because it got out of the room. <clears throat> it painted me in a different light. You're, you're the county administrator. If anything got out of that room, we should have been saying he supports this project. <clears throat> that didn't happen. But these briefings are for you and I and the rest of the commissions to have a one-on-one -on -one to discuss what's coming before us. And I just pointed out, I asked questions. Like anybody else in this district, I'm sure we asked pretty much the same questions. But for B to be put out there in a the light and you say you don't know how I got out, well, I find it hard to believe. It's a great project, and I'm sorry that the affiliated group had to come in here this morning and waste their time on something that I said I support right out of the gates. So we need to do a better job at communicating, uh, having confidentiality in the room. Everything that we say don't always have to be challenged by you or go on into other rooms or other areas lobbying for a different outcome. You said it was my project. You said I did this in Oakland Park. And I asked you if this is your project and you're doing it, what is your ask of me? And you said I would need your vote, your support. I support it. You vetted it. And my other concern was if you are working on a project, in particular in my district, um, I don't need to hear it on Monday morning. I call it Monday morning quarterbacking. Just give me a heads up. And because of the uniqueness, I just didn't want to you know, put it out there without that disclosure. That's all I was trying to communicate. And so maybe in the future, we can get communications right. It's not my first time talking about communication or lack thereof uh, with the administrator. We had the same issue with the sheriff and some other items I could talk about, but not at this time. But I support this item. I will move the item. I will second the item, and I will vote you're on it going, twice. You're going, you're going to move it. Okay, we have a motion on the floor. Twice. Twice. We have a motion and a second. Do you want to speak? Um, Commissioner Rogers, we have a motion and a second for motion the discussion. And a second. Discussion. Okay. No, I just wanted to um, congratulate the district commissioner because I'm learning every day that we support the district commissioner who has a project on the table. We allow that district commissioner to take the lead. So I'm following what we're doing here and I'm listening to my colleague. We have not mentioned his concern, but he has said it numerous times that sometimes things just don't go the way you think it should. And even when it gets outside, it might not be what was said by staff. We all understand that also because it happens to all of us sometimes. Keller, you had one and you had to delay the process for another time to clarify what was being said. You know, so I'm just telling my colleague, yes, I hear you. And sometimes I feel the same way. And I think management, whenever we make our comments, I'm hoping they're listening keenly to what was said and it won't happen again to any of us. So 
just wanted to say that in support of your concerns because it's important that we feel a part of this dais and that whatever we say gets the same kind of shelter that everybody else project gets because I don't know anything about your project until it comes before us. Okay, so we should know about what's happening in our district before it gets to everybody else. Thank you. Okay, we have a motion and a second on the floor. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Okay, that passes eight to zero until I hear from you. <laughs> Aye. Aye. Nine to zero. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the next issue, the next uh, item is item 27, and this was a um, motion direct by um, Commissioner Geller. Do you want to say anything about it? Uh, this came out of a uh, South Florida Regional Planning Council meeting that we had uh, dealing with recycling and one of the issues that came up was batteries and there are a number of problems with recycling batteries with the lithium they have a tendency to set garbage trucks on fire uh, which I think we can all agree is a bad thing and, and MRFs and, land, and landfills and that's the second thing I was about to say the many of the batteries contain heavy metals which when either incinerated or landfilled cause uh, environmental issues so for those two reasons avoiding the fires and avoiding the environmental issues I have filed a motion to direct which I thought was on consent um, but um, we'll, we'll find out what Commissioner Furr's concerns are and um, to deal with this and uh, what this will do is what I've asked staff to uh, invent to investigate and get back with us on is a bill that would require big box stores that sell a certain amount of batteries we haven't yet set those limits to have a recycling place for them so that instead of tossing your old lithium batteries into the garbage where they can cause fire or instead of throwing out your batteries which can contain heavy metals that they would be recycled and that's what it is and Commissioner Furr I'm very interested in hearing your comments okay and, uh, and we, you and I were at the same conference right. and and I heard it for the heard the same thing and was kind of amazed at what I was hearing as well I think it's a good uh, great oh. that we're doing this oh, absolutely it's great I think there needs to be an edu educational component and because I don't think people have a clue as to where they're supposed to take batteries which batteries where they're supposed to put them there's no place to take them now that's right. why we're doing the right. bill so i think there needs to be an educational component mm -hmm. um and i i kind of did some research right after i read this and that's kind of what's going on throughout the country um so if, if as a friendly amendment um add a i think we need to add a an educational sure. component okay um, with that, I'll, uh, Drew, I'm okay with that. So please consider when you're okay. drafting, include that. Okay. You want to make a motion? At this point in time, I'd like to move item number 27. Do I have a second? Second. Mo we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Passes unanimously. Aye. That's a, that's an end. Coming in, that's nine. All right. So that passes. Next one is 29. Mr. Ryan. <laughs> Item 29 involves a uh, land use plan amendment for the Dania Beach Activity Center. I have an ownership interest. Oh, in actually, do I need to announce this as public hearing? Hold on one second. <coughs> Got ahead of myself. Sorry about that. That, that wasn't really consent. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so we're done with consent. 
Um, so we're going into the public hearing right now. Public hearing items are uh, items 29 and 30. The reading clerk will open the public hearing item and recognize any members of the public signed up to speak on the item. Upon completion of the public comment, the item will come back to the dais for any discussion and for the vote. So we'll go to item 29 if you would read that, please. The public hearing on item 29 is now open. Item 29 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting county land use plan text amendment PCT 22-7 regarding the Dania Beach Activity Center as an amendment to the county comprehensive plan. No member of the public has signed up to speak. Thank you. And now I'll recognize Commissioner Ryan. Sorry about that. Thank you, Vice Mayor. All right. Item 29 involves a land use plan amendment for the Dania Beach Activity Center. I have an ownership interest in real property located within that activity center. Uh, the proposed land use to, um, uh, amendment may impact the property's value and therefore impact me. I will therefore be leaving the dais and not voting on the item. I ask that the minutes of the meeting reflect that, and I have abstained from the item. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Let's hurry back. Okay, with that, do we have any, uh, any further discussion? Move approval. Okay, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Mayor. Oh. Aye. We have someone who signed up to speak accidentally wrote questions only for this item. Oh, okay. Right, Leonard so Craig. We have not voted yet, so we can do this. Um, Leonard Craig. Nan, if you could mute your phone, please. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Craig Leonard. I live uh, in Dania Beach. I, I just not in opposition of this uh, motion, but I would just like them to also address problems in the neighborhood before they actually go ahead and uh, take care of uh, passing this. I live on Third Avenue, and we're now I've been having problems with the uh, casino of Dania Beach with their uh, mangrove sanctuary that they built adjacent to our Third Avenue. Uh, I, the only reason why I'm really opposed of it, I tried to call Broward County Mosquito Control to get the mosquito spray, and we were told we can't uh, come out and help you. You have to call the casino to have this done. I don't think this is fair. We're residents. You know, we walk and, you know, live in this neighborhood. We should have the right to have the mosquito control to come down and uh, spray the area. Uh, this is all in conjunction of their, your land use plan. I've also been told that the port and Broward County has built, uh, expanded the Westlake Mangrove Sanctuary down by Dania Beach Bridge, and they've also have been talking to the casino of Dania Beach to actually expand the existing mangrove sanctuary to accommodate the mitigation of them building that. That's the only reason why I'm here. Okay. That's a fair request. We'll, we'll make sure we look into that, okay? Thank you very much. Have You're a welcome. nice day. You're welcome. Mayor, is there a way just to find out from uh, the right. administrator to address this person's concern whether the county should be responsible for the uh, flea that, That's exactly why I, I called my public works director over to ask about that because it didn't make sense to me what he was saying that we would have responded that way from mosquito control, but we'll look into that issue immediately and make sure can he stay and get an answer or yes you stay and get an answer sir? mr. Fisher Trevor if you're going to um, just just speak with the gentleman and we'll get that issue resolved before he leaves here Thank you. absolutely okay um, any other discussion 
of approval. Okay. We, have a, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Aye. Okay. That passes unanimously. Aye, 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 aye. Okay, we'll go to uh, item number 30. If you could please Our read final that. public hearing item is item 30. The public hearing on item 30 is now open. Item 30 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting county land use plan text amendment PCT 23-3, adding policy 2.16.5 regarding community permitted uses as an amendment to the county comprehensive plan. No member of the public has signed up to speak. Uh, Move it. Wait, Mr. 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 Vice Mayor, with regard to item 29, would you please, uh, you know, correct the record to say it was passed unanimously with one abstention. So it was passed 8-0. I move on move 30. Comment. Mr. Geller. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, commissioners, you have seen this before we had raised concerns about it. It has been amended in a fashion that has eliminated those concerns. The concern that you may remember that I had raised previously was that this one would permit a community, what is it, um, on uh, lands designated community on the Broward County Land Use Plan, which would generally include, among other things, churches, which are everywhere throughout our district. And previously, it did not require a public hearing on each individual vote. It would have required a public hearing if for the city to adopt it, but not for each individual vote. This one uh, is much narrower. It does require a public hearing. I believe in giving discretion to the cities on what they're doing in their own uh, communities, providing that they notify the public, which this does, and it also limits it to parcels owned by municipal governments or Broward County or the school board. So with all of those changes, I wanted to, uh, I now am in support of this, and I just wanted to elaborate on what the changes were from the last time we saw this, and we were not supportive the last time it came up. Okay. But like I, I'd like to thank Dr. Uh, Barbara Blakeboy for uh, helping with these changes. Would you like to move it? I'd like to move approval. We have a motion, a motion. and a second. All those in favor? All those Aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye. Okay, that passes unanimously. Um, we will go on to item 31, which is with Mark Gale, I believe. Marcus, Marcus Gilius. <laughs> okay. Does it, do we have to read this? Yes. Okay. Item 31 is a motion to ratify action taken by the county administrator on December 29th, 2023 on behalf of Broward County and, a th and through delegation granted by the Board of County Commissioners on December 12th, 2023 to approve and execute an agreement between Broward County and Magnum Construction, LLC, Magnum Construction Management, LLC, DBA MCM for Terminal 1 Checked Baggage Resolution Area Room Improvements at Broward County Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport for the Broward County Aviation Department. No member of the public has signed up to speak. Move it. Okay, we have, we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Aye. Okay, that passes unanimously. With that, we'll go to item 32. Item 32 is a motion to authorize county administrator or designate to negotiate, approve, and execute work authorizations with one or more of the firms that the board approved contracts to be entered into 
at its November 14th, 2023 meeting, item number 57, for creation of conceptual designs for low to mid-level bridge crossings of the New River for the review and, and analysis of other crossing alternatives and for additional work related to both in an aggregate amount not to exceed $2 million subject to Holy review shit. for legal sufficiency of each such works authorization by the Office of the County Attorney and authorize the County Administrator or designee <clears throat> to take all administrative and budgetary actions associated with such work authorizations. No, uh, we have two members of the public. Our first one is Chris Nelson, followed by Melinda Bowker. Mayor, can I just ask a quick question? Mayor? Yes. Could we have administration just kind of go through the item first to explain it before the public gets up to speak? Because I think it might answer some questions, but I'd like to hear just put on the record what this really is about. Can we have that, Mayor? I think it'd be fine. County Administrator? Certainly, thank you. So this item is a motion to authorize, as Kyle just read, uh, me to, to enter into uh, and execute work authorizations for conceptual design work of the bridge for the New River Crossing. You all have been very um, adamant and, and consistent on, on what your preference is, um, how to cross the New River uh, Crossing. And so this allows us to begin doing work on the bridge design. Um, it also provides an opportunity to do any review or analysis of that level of a design or any other um, crossing alternatives that you all direct me to do if you so choose to do anything additional. Um, the bridge conceptual design may require something more than what we're just looking at right now. So this flexibility and this um, agenda item will allow the engineers and, and the, um, the folks that will be working on that to, to make sure that it fits, it, it works within the confines of what we're hoping to get across the New River, et cetera. Mary, can we also explain one thing? Are you done? How did you come up with $2 million? I mean, $2 million for a conceptual design seems really like, incredible. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. $2 million for a conceptual design? So it, like I said, it also talks about the review and analysis. So it'll be um, a lot of additional work as you guys direct me to do. So, um, and, and Kevin um, Kelleher might be able to Well then can you just quantify what the conceptual design really is? I understand you said there might be more work, but how much are you how much are we paying for a conceptual design? And Mr. Kelleher will be, probably be able to answer that a little Thank bit. Thank you. Thank you. What we anticipate from the engineers. Good morning. On the conceptual designs, you know, when you're dealing with the bridge over here, you have to come up with the vertical as well as the horizontal alignment. It requires engineering work, so it's something that will fit, and it's anticipated that we're hoping that it will fit within the existing right of way. So it's getting all those details out. So it's, it's, a, it's a high level eng engineering document. I think what his question was about the dollar amount though, if we have any idea um, if you can you know, more narrowly define what the dollar is we think for the conceptual design versus maybe this other review and analysis work. Yeah, I, I think for the conceptual design, it's probably gonna be um, a little over a million, a little over a million just for the conceptual design. Commissioner Ryan, and then I'll, we'll go to the public. And, and, and I, you know, we say conceptual design, but it, it's more, it's, there's heavy engineering work that's done with that. That's why. Yeah. In my mind, a conceptual design it's a, is a rendering. It's a rendering. It's more than a rendering. It's a lot more complicated than just a rendering. Yeah. And uh, uh, to our county administrator, um, what type of, uh, you know, arrangement do we have right now between the county 
that, that we're the uh, you know the, the local sponsor on on this entire you know project here in Broward County, and. Uh, where are we with District 4, you know, and with uh, the Florida Department of Transportation on their, you know, uh, participation in this project? I, I know that they have, uh, you know, within the confines, they're not really, you know, they're advisors more than advocates. But, you know, they're in their capacity as, as advisors. They have indicated on multiple occasions that, you know, by far the most, uh, you know, economically feasible uh, design, you know, is uh, is a bridge. And then it was really for the policymakers, you know, to say, you know, was it going to be the fixed 80-foot bridge? Was it going to be, you know, a 55-foot uh, bridge? Uh, was it going to be the 25-foot bridge? And then we started, you know, merging into like a 38-foot to 40-foot uh, bridge design, which is kind of, you know, where we are now. So, um, you know, I would think that we would be working with, you know, FDOT on, uh, you know, this design and, uh, you know, conceptual uh, engineering plans. And it takes us a long way. I mean, if it, you know, at, at the point that we, we have, you know, approved conceptual designs, uh, do, we, do we go to the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, federal transportation authorities? And submit that, you know, because we're going to, you know, ask for them to pay for half the cost, you know, you know, to, uh, you know, to construct a bridge. So, uh, you know, at what point are the feds involved? I know we were talking about a deadline for this month, February, February, if we wanted to get into this um, infrastructure cycle. And I think we're, we're not in there now. So we're, we're talking about doing this for a year out. Can you talk about that timeline? Yes, and, and so I think it might be we might all be better served if Kevin can address the timeline because he's been intimate on this with the MPO, FDOT, and all of our partners. We want to give the latest update on that. I think we've we've also got a, a briefing, just so you all know, scheduled. I'd ask Kevin to um, put together with our team to um, to give you guys a briefing within the next week or week and a half to give you the latest on on all of the components of commuter rail, not just the new river crossing, but so you know the latest of everything. We've been work, working very closely with uh, Drew and his attorneys as well. So, and I'm gonna try to answer as many questions as I can recall, is that with, with FDOT, we have been working closely with FDOT and, and they've also kind of told us that we probably we need to get the conceptual design. So, and they weren't able to provide that to us. That's why it was important for us to have um, us to go out and have this agreement so we can go out and get our own conceptual design. Um, with respect to the timeline on that, um, this this conceptual design, because, and, and Commissioner Bogan, I understand exactly where you come from because I heard conceptual designs on picture, you know, crayons and drawings and, and he's, pictures. He's thinking about the, the renderings which it, we have seen, you these, know, these like are a year ago. And, and these are engineering ago, designs. Which we saw gonna, renderings of a 25-foot bridge and a right. you know, 55 and an 80-foot bridge. I wasn't talking about the engineering aspect. I was just talking about the conceptual design aspect, which is a rendering. Conceptual design is a rendering. So that's what it's like, wow, a million bucks yeah. for a rendering is a yeah, little crazy. A yeah, so, so there's the engineering designs that you would get with the conceptual design, the engineering as well as the environmental are things that you're going to need to get into the pipeline to get a federal funding. And so we are working closely with the MPO as the, the, as the county. They're the ones who are the arm that we work through. And they're going to have us, and actually Greg Stewart is working on a, 
a, the timeline as to what the deadlines are so we can get in so we make sure that we're in the next cycle. On, on top of that, if I might add, thank you, Kevin. Um, on top of that, what I might add is the, um, the reason, and we've talked about different um, uh, discussions on, on this item about why you don't see an additional resolution attached here, and it was part of that coordination effort. So um, this is allowing us to do some of that engineering work, and we probably maybe, um, I guess that might have been a term of art for the conceptual design, but it's really the engineering work that's needed by FDOT and all the parties, including Brightline and everything else, to see how it would come in to the station. Mr. Fisher? Yes, I'm thank you, thank you, Mayor. And I just wanted to just to kind of clarify a couple of things. This is kind of been involved with this pretty pretty heavily, but I want to make sure that Ms. Sapero, that the design and the conceptuals are dealing with a 30 to 40 foot bridge. Is that correct? That's Not a 55 foot, but a 40 low foot. to mid level bridge, which is that 30. Because I know 40, that 40 yeah. was kind of where the, the Marine Industries Association was was okay with, etc. So this is the design, and what's most important for the board to understand too is when you deal with the right-of-ways, and there was talk about whether you have to take property, you don't have to take property, and um, if you can do it within the right-of-way of FEC, that allows the agreements to be with FEC or FECR, whatever it is, what it is, but uh, and allows so properties don't have to be taken at that time, and so I think that's going to give us some more definition. Also, it's going to give us more definition of what it really costs because there's been costs from FDOT and, and others, and so I think that's a good thing. But also, my understanding is this item allows you and your staff to make sure that you want to review the BDO study that the City of Fort Lauderdale is doing. That gives you that opportunity. So with that $2 million, it gives more opportunity to just study alternatives that the City of Fort Lauderdale is doing too. So I think it's a collaboration here that we're looking at, and I, but I think the design is necessary if we're gonna go down this road we got to have it. We have to know really what the cost is or where this right-of-way versus public taking because there's been comments made it's going to be, you know, millions and millions of dollars of public taking a property, which talking to staff and talking to Mr. Culler, I don't think that's accurate. But this will give us the accuracy necessary so that we can we can have an opportunity to have the data. Thank you. Commissioner Eudine. I was going to say something similar, and, and I, I, I'm just going to stop it at that. But if you look at line five of, the, of what we have on our agenda, this also talks about other alternatives because we're getting things thrown at us by we, I mean the county, this coming in from different parties about how you can do these things differently, and things need to be analyzed when we do it. So I think it's more than just conceptual designs. It's engineering. It's looking at responding to other alternatives. But we're going to see pretty soon because I know that our transportation people are already having meetings and this southern spur is happening and as this goes people are going to be demanding we cross the new river somehow so we need to keep this momentum going and I'm going to support this because I think that it does keep the momentum going and as I've spoken with Monica and staff in my briefings this doesn't mean you go spend two million dollars to do a design this is so that you have some money in your pocket for strategy on a design, on dealing with what's going to be thrown at you from other entities so that you have it. So with that, and I'm, I'm, I agree with what uh, Commissioner Fisher said, I'll support. Commissioner Geller. Commissioner Fisher made most of my remarks. I agree with what he said. I find it distressing that, that we still apparently are unable to agree on the basic facts on dollars with the city. I thought we had this worked out. I'm glad that this study will has funding to review a BDO study because 
we just cannot continue with two sides offering two different sets of facts. So Commissioner Fisher, you did an excellent job in your remarks. Thank you, I'm done. Okay, with that I'm gonna to go to the public and then we can come no, back. I'm no, I'd like to comment, please. Oh, um, Commissioner, Commissioner Rich, go ahead. I would like to Okay. I just want to uh, thank Commissioner Fisher, um, right choice, I say, to have him be our kind of spokesperson for this. Thank you for clarifying. And uh, then I certainly agree with Senator Geller that uh, we need to move, continue to move this along. Uh, we're getting to the point, as was mentioned, that uh, people are going to be clamoring, if they're not already, for us to get over the New River Bridge. Um, so I'm very supportive of this. It brings us to the next step. And um, as was mentioned before, it is what we're looking at is what is the, the economically feasible way to get this done. And we need to move forward supporting this drop. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner McKenzie. It's just brief. Um, a comment was made by you, Labar, that um, there will be less property taken and this is factual information that has been discovered and we've all talked or spoken to this issue and I think this is what some of the misfacts that Senator Geller was speaking of and I think it's important how we how we um, shape the narrative in our communications uh, and I even went a step further and, and spoke to some of the real folks and they're saying if it went to the alternative which we're not um, entertaining that other than if something comes back that's more economically feasible um, we would we would look at it but it was it would take more property if they did the alternative so I think Monica when we talk about this is important to keep that fact out there because it was painted differently at the city of Fort Lauderdale when I was there and it's, it was painted again and we're having this additional study um, because they're still painting that narrative they're trying to tell folks in my district that is going to divide communities. And again, for the record, it does not divide communities. People divide communities. And this crossing is in my district. Uh, again, and all of the crossings that are taking place um, are really nowhere in proximity to my city district. My district started at 9th Avenue, went north, um, and at 6th Trunk, um, it went just to a piece of the shopping center uh, on the southwest, southeast corner, which was later taken in a re redistricting. So I can speak for my district, and I know that there's no clamoring, there's no chatter about di division. Uh, we're looking for solutions on how we move people to and from. So just keep that out there when, when, when we're talking about it because it's factual um, and our studies will prove this and I think we won't find any facts uh, in the alternative. Thank you, Commissioner. And with that, we'll go to the public. Um, first speaker is Chris, Chris Nelson. Chris Nelson, followed by Melinda Bowker. Melinda. Good morning, Commissioners. Um, good morning, Commissioner Geller. Good to see you back. Uh, it's so wonderful hearing you guys be so fiscally responsible uh, about something. Yeah, $2 million sounds like a lot, but I want to tell you with this bridge versus tunnel thing, okay? I live um, over in New River. I live at Las Olas by the River right near where this thing uh, is going to be built. 
And uh, you know, I've seen what's happened over at the Fort Lauderdale Commission. And what you see with uh, the people that want the tunnel, the, the support for this tunnel is more astroturfed than the astroturf that they put on top of the Kinney Tunnel, okay? Let me tell you, mo most citizens of Fort Lauderdale do not even know this is going on, all right? So what they do is they put this out, the developer and his lawyer, um, and I found out you don't even have to be a resident of Fort Lauderdale to be on the Downtown Development Authority. So why the heck are there people that might even not even live in Fort Lauderdale that are trying to develop our city every last little piece of grass they want to develop, they want to put a high rise on. I mean, it's going up everywhere. And the reason they're pushing the tunnel isn't because they're such wonderful citizens. It's because they want to develop more, okay? And this, this bridge gets scarier and scarier all the time with these guys. Now they want to they take your land by eminent domain. And, and you should see how the, finally, there's some pushback at the Fort Lauderdale Commission from some of the commissioners. Uh, I'm just <laughs> this some, um, you know, this fine because, and you should see what happened. There was a whole blow up over there the other day, and because um, because God forbid somebody um, want a bridge over a tunnel, you know. Oh my God, you know that's you're betraying your constituents and all this other nonsense. Well, let me tell you the reason why at these meetings that you see. Um, this overwhelming support for the tunnel is because the Downtown Development Authority puts it out to all the, um, but puts it out to to all the uh, community, uh, the the, 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 the uh, groups, all right, and then tells them, oh, it has to be a tunnel, it has to be a tunnel. So then they 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 lobby their people to show up to these meetings, so it looks like everybody wants a tunnel. Well, I'll tell you, look at the Kinney Tunnel; it's under construction for like a year now. Is that what we're going to be seeing? And like $2 billion? And, 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 and the whole county is going to be on the hook to pay for that thing? Now, look, I just, I come here to tell you, you guys were right with going with these different options. Go with this option. This, that that the, uh, what you see at these Fort Lauderdale Commission meetings, what you hear from our mayor, does not represent the views of everybody in Fort Lauderdale. Thank you. Um, Chris, May, Mayor, I want to get a copy of that tape. I don't know when uh, Chris Nelson has ever agreed with this commission, but he Chris. did this morning. Chris, makes you question you. Hey, Chris, how did that turf feel on your in your toes on the Kenny Tunnel the other day? Look, I mean, it's astroturf, and I guess they had to have it uh, have astroturf because it's a tunnel. But uh, you know, the problem over there is going to be people sleeping. It's going to be homeless people um, and people sleeping in there. And, and we need to have more. I know the governor talked about it yesterday. We need to have better homeless outreach to people Thank with you. addiction and things like that. So three minutes. Thanks. All right. You know, I push it. Uh, I, you. I know you, Vice Mayor. That's why I'm pushing back a little. Good to see you guys. You too. Uh, next uh, speaker is Melissa, and I didn't catch the last Melinda name. Melinda Bowker. Melinda. I'm sorry. The floor is yours. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, uh, good morning still, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Mayor, Mayor Rich and Vice Mayor uh, Fur, Commissioners. Um, County Administrator, my name is Melinda Bowker. I'm the president of the Downtown Fort Lauderdale Civic Association. Um, I will say that Chris is one of our uh, paid members. Um, he's, uh, we appreciate his thoughts, but um, 
the downtown Fort Lauderdale Civic Association speaks for the downtown residential base. Um, Chris was at our meeting um, last week. Um, we had over 60 people. There was unanimous applause for our support of the tunnel option downtown. Um, so briefly, I just want to go over a few points. I, I kind of marked up my previous letter to you all, so it's so I'm not reiterating again and again the same points, but I did feel it was important to come today just to put a name to a face. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of the rhetoric go on between the county and the city. Um, and that's really not something we're interested in downtown. As downtown residents and homeowners, the people that have made our home here, you know, over 26,000 people, and we're also an economic engine for the county. Um, so I just want to provide a few thoughts, let you know that the residents are watching. We're aware that the county is making this decision. We're very actually involved in the detail. Um, I understand your vote today, um, what it's about. I appreciate um, the commissioners, uh, Fisher and Udine, who talked about the fact that the $2 million can be spent to look at the tunnel option that BDO is um, working on. And we're going to find more information probably than you guys probably know more than us, but we'll probably find out more today at 1.30 at the city meeting. Um, basically, um, I think I just want to give a few comments um, more. We're represented by Commissioner Fisher and uh, Commissioner McKenzie. So, uh, Commissioner K McKenzie, um, we haven't had a chance to talk. I talked a little bit to Commissioner Fisher, but I know that you represent some of our neighborhood interests west of Andrews. Um, this has happened so quickly that we really haven't had the chance to get our elected mm -hmm. officials in front of our residents. And I'm not blaming either of you for that or myself, but I really think that that needs to happen. Anytime, any place, if Fisher likes you, I love you. <laughs> All right, well, we hope so. Um, I know I'm kind of uh, running over my three minutes or close, and I didn't really kind of do my scripted comments, but really this we are looking at a hundred foot span of water there um i went out there took pictures i've measured it on map my run and this is going to be an i-95 overpass through our downtown over a small bit of water i think they got it right in the 50s as a, and there was a lot of controversy but i think we can get there with time and with working together and i just want you to, to know that the residents are here we're watching and and we want to work with you thank you Mayor, can I uh, ask a question? Yes, you can. Oh, you mean to, yes. Oh, to me? Or yeah, <laughs> I, I just find it interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up, I think Fort Lauderdale is 132,000 registered voters and 42,000 voters in the downtown, which I'm seeing. And you said 60 people were in your meeting supporting this. And we so based on the 60, the whole city, that those 60 represent the 45,000 or 132,000 voters and the people in that district is that your argument so commissioner bogan no i so our boundaries are very specific for my neighborhood association they don't include the forty-five thousand because that would include flagler and some other areas but for a neighborhood association to have over 60 people at a meeting um outside at stranahan house on the river it's it's a good turnout. Well, I'm not I am, but uh, we are the we are the recognized neighborhood association for within our boundaries, as well as and we're recognized by both the city as well as the council of Fort Lauderdale. So just to cl for clarity purposes, yes. 
you, your statement was, we wrote, you know, the city. So basically, I just wanted for clarity, 60 people plus whoever's on your board are seeking to have this tunnel. You've not done any, uh, there's been no vote or, you know, you're, you're, I mean, when you say the city wants this and you represent your, the city, I, I just find it kind of difficult when, when you say 60 people showed up and our board wants this, it's, you don't speak for the city of Fort Lauderdale and the residents. It doesn't make no, sense. No, I, and I never claim to, sir. I, I'm the okay. president of the downtown Fort Lauderdale Civic Association. Okay, that's fine. I, that's yeah. great. Congratulations. That's, that's, a, that's wonderful. Okay. I'm just talking about. Commissioner, I'm, I'm going to bring this back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm just talking this about a, this the representation. You know, basically, 60 people showed up at your meeting that support that support. Okay. Thank you okay. very much for coming. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Okay. I'll be happy to be in touch with, with you. With that, go ahead. Commissioner Geller. Oh. As you're um, I think most of us on this commission would like a tunnel. We just can't afford it. The, it bothers me repeatedly that the city and county can't agree on the numbers, but I made a motion that the city and county would jointly pay for a consultant and choose the consultant. That motion passed. We jointly agreed to hire somebody. We ceded that authority to the MPO to pick because apparently it would have taken too long, but with our respective procurement codes. So we had the MPO pick. The city and county both agreed on the scope of service, and that consultant agreed on the $2 billion cost for the tunnel versus the three, billion. three multi billion, billions and billions, Lots of money. Um, versus the roughly, like yeah, versus the roughly 500 million. So all of us would like a tunnel if we can afford it. None of us are prepared to spend that much taxpayer money knowing we're probably not going to get USDOT to pay half of a $3 billion tunnel anyhow. So we agree, but we can't afford it, and that's the issue. And I would just say, I, I know all of that detail. I'm going I'm to bring this back in, because okay. we had our three minutes. Sorry about that. All right. Sorry. Uh, Commissioner Rich, were you wanting to speak? Yes. yes. Okay, I would ahead. like to. There are just a couple of things um, I would like to clarify. Um, first of all, I am not one of those people who want a tunnel. Okay. It is, is not only the economics. For me, it is dramatically has to do with resilience, climate change, flood risk, all the things that we have in some re, uh, points that have been brought forward by Dr. Harada. So that's, I, I want to just make that clear. So the other thing is that I want us to remember that this is just not about just Fort Lauderdale. This is a regional tri-county project to bring tri-rail, I mean, to bring commuter rail to the, 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 three, the three counties. So, and I, I just, there was one thing that the former speaker said, which I want to make sure, and maybe Monica, you could clarify. She said something about the $2 million being able to be spent to, on the BDO option. And I, that is not my understanding at all. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So 
the $2 million is not to be spent on the BDO study, but what it does is, and as I shared uh, previously, is that it allows us to do a review and analysis. Should my board, our board, the nine of you, tell me you'd like us to review any components of either the bridge or a tunnel or any, any variation of that? So um, could it be used to review some additional work by BDO that that BDO has done, it can be used for that, but it's not to do to fund anything with BDO or anything of that nature. Okay, thank you. And if I, I'm directed to do so. Okay, and I think I I do think that this is important to keep the momentum going. Um, we've 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 gone a long ways. We've gone made some big, you know, advances in the last year, and this is the right thing to do at the right time. So I'm going to support this as well. With that, uh, I'll take a motion. Move second. second. Motion and a second. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Any, Aye. Any opposed? Aye. That passes unanimously. Okay, here we are. Uh, let's go to item 33 and 34. Item 33 is a motion to approve sponsorship of the City of Waterhills annual jamming in the park, which occurs on April 20th, 2024 at Central Broward Park and Broward County Stadium in the amount of $50,000. Okay, we'll take these separately. Um, we have two. Mr. McKenzie, would you like to open? This is your item. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, and there's a reason why they were done separately. Uh, they all stand on their own merits. And it was, if you remember from my presentation, it was three items. And one is not here today. Uh, because I had to sit down with the county administrator and she asked me to pull it and we could uh, go with the initial um, agreement she and I made behind closed doors uh, for six months to address the BMSD. I got gravely concerned in the last meeting when she made the comment that we were sending staff over to the port uh, to plug in for Jonathan, uh, Jonathan's uh, uh, resignation. So she assured me we are going to um, have someone attending the BMSD. That's why it's not on the the, uh, the agenda today. But these three items were very important. They were part of a bucket list that I had. And I gave a presentation about um, my experiences with Visit Lauderdale, TDT, um, taxing revenue, um, TDC board, I started out on day one when I was elected um, talking about an array of events and, and the lack of um, uh, attention to west, north, and south when it comes to vetting events. And a year has gone by and I'm done evaluating and I now want to move forward with vision, ideas, no different than my counterparts uh, here on the dais. And I think we are broken up into nine districts for a reason. That's so that you have a different set of lenses based on the demographics and the geographical locations that uh, you represent, that you live, feel, and walk every day. And we get concerns that may not be the great big development. It may not be the dredging of the port. It may not be um, how we navigate the Everglades, it may be something minute, minute in nature, but impactful in terms of the ask, the ask of the people. So I went out 
Um, early on, met with Mr. West, uh, met with some Lauder Hill folks, and they gave me a, uh, you know, a cadre of things that they would like to see us do in, in partnership. And that's how we got here. That's how we got here. This event was never vetted by the group. And typically at this point in the agenda, after the consent, no one's sitting in this audience. So I asked at the last meeting, two weeks ago, that we separate the two and we deal with TDT, TDC, visit Lauderdale at a later date, maybe a workshop where we all can sit down, put our thinking caps on and come up with how do we cast the net to capture all events and it shouldn't be coming from me, the commissioner. It should be the staff that you direct um, reaching out to see what events have an economic impact on tourism. So often we've seen how it works on the east side. And a lot of these folks are my personal friends that are here today, um, especially that work with me in Fort Lauderdale. But when I start getting emails and I start getting texts and conversations uh, telling me that all sponsorships should come through this group. Now I had a conversation with the county administrator again behind closed doors, behind closed doors, and I also said I wanted to, to ask my colleagues to deal with these two items with a one-off, not with this entity, this group. We'll get back to them later so that we can meet certain timelines time, time and timeframes of the events occurring within the next couple months. But from the time that I disclosed it, I got inundated with what happens at the TDC. This is not my first rodeo. As indicated in my presentation, when I work with others who were the directors, others uh, like Al Tucker, who I saw often at many of these events, and then all of a sudden, it's to me, the light went off. I don't want to misconstrue my ask here today. My ask is separate. It stands on its own merits. But to find out that someone would rush over to Lauderhill and tell them about the requirements of the TDC, visit Lauderdale, um, and other things, these items did not, this item did not go before them. The other one did. But again, it is my understanding, it is my understanding because I'm elected. The director is selected. I'm elected. And it's my understanding that the county administrator may be responsible for the administration of all departments responsible to the board of county commissioners, <coughs> and for the proper administration of all affairs under the jurisdiction of the board. To that end, the administrator may, by way of enumeration and not by way of limitation, have the following specific powers and duties. Two, administer and carry out the directives and policies of the board of county commissioners and enforce all orders, resolutions, ordinances, and regulations of the board to assure that they are faithful, faithfully executed. Faithfully 
executed. This was a directive. But when I, in our briefing, hear from the administrator that other county commissioners had con concerns and wanted to see if this fit criteria of other, don't tell me what I heard. It was in my meeting that I heard this. And I'm not here to attack you, but I'm here to understand where is the breakdown as to what I do as a policymaker and you do as an administrator. And why are all these people here today from the organization that I really want to separate the two in a conversation to speak to a matter that has nothing to do with TDT, TDC, visit Lauderdale. This was a one-off. One Let's do this right now because of the time frame. And I'm going to ask the county attorney, is my ask unusual? I have, I've seen these uh, matters brought up before. Uh, it's, uh, you know, TDC, as we've discussed, is, a, is not an issue on this. Uh, it's a request from the general fund. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's certainly, uh, in, it's an in-order ask for you to make, Commissioner. Have you ever seen an order similar to um, the one that I'm making in the past? I've seen a lot of people bring up a lot of things at a lot of times uh, where there's been some time sensitivity to it. Uh, I also know that there have been efforts to uh, have a process uh, for these types of asks to, for them to occur during an annual budget process, but mm -hmm. that has not always perfectly been adhered to when there have been time sensitivities. And thank you for pointing it out because I do understand processes. I understand the system and I respect Commissioner, processes. Commissioner Rich, could you please mute your phone or turn your TV off, one or the other? I respect processes. I don't have a TV on. I don't have anything on. Okay. I respect processes, systems. I believe in them. I believe in them. But my faith, my faith in the process is no longer here. Based on my year of evaluating, directing, working with Visit Lauderdale, working with um, um, how these things occur, and I've haven't seen favorable results, and this is why I'm calling for a workshop or maybe something at a later date, but it's the process. It's the process with them, and I don't have enough time. And I was also informed by the administrator that this could be handled in a, in a, in a, in a budget process. And at the budget workshop, I, maybe I'll reel this in and figure out, you know, how do we do this, capture them? And we may say no, and that's okay. But when I direct, I'm expecting a favorable response on how I get there, not an undermining, a, a derailing, an attack on me and my character. I've worked in this town when it was a town, when it was no downtown. I am a product, a son of Fort Lauderdale. And to be treated in such a manner to think that this is my first rodeo. I've been here before, and I was told by the administrator that we can't do any events outside of Broward County with those funds. Now, Florida statute 125.104, which you 
I'm not going to say you quoted it, you summarized it through your own interpretation. And it says that we can go throughout the state of Florida, out of Broward County, and internationally, if we're marketing or bringing something to impact tourism. Commissioner McKenzie, but can let I? Me, I got to finish. This, this, are, are, you, are you talking about the other one? I'm right talking, now, both of them fall in the same category. Okay, I was trying to stay on the one. They fall the same, but I don't want to do this twice. Okay. No, I don't want to do this twice. Okay. My presentation okay. is about my colleagues voting on this as a commissioner's request, not a TDC or a TDT or visit Fort Lauderdale issue. So I don't want comments on the record today that have nothing to do with the issue, because typically when we sit in these forums or these settings, you must be specific when speaking to an item on the agenda. And based on what I've seen from the time that I released this information, it seems like I was under attack for violating a process or the system that we have in place. I respect them. I understand democracy. But I don't feel like my directive was executed. I feel like it was an execution. That's how I feel. And moving forward, I will not sit in front of a firing squad. I was elected, and I don't need anyone telling me how to do my job or questioning my integrity or even thinking I would usurp or undermine a process. But I do feel like that has happened here today, Mr. Perry. And I've been waiting for a whole year trying to be fair to you in how we do things. But I find that in the rooms of the briefings, things don't always get communicated properly when, it, when you leave the room. This is my experience. I don't know what the others do because we can't talk to each other. But the halls are rumbling. And it is evident today that something sparked this presence to talk about a commissioner's request. Is it legal what I'm doing? Yes, sir, it's legal. Uh, it's, you know, to use <clears throat> tourist development tax would require a different process, some hoops, findings, et cetera, waivers, but through general fund, it's legal, and there is a way on one of the items, theoretically, to get there even through tourist and, development And what tax. is the way you understood my request uh, when I made it public on the days that I would now have my meetings, so my request to my colleagues, which I don't want myself to be put in these type of situations publicly, because that's why I give it to an administrator so that she can bring it back and we just say it's here. I would have much rather this be on consent and not content. So am I within my rights? Yes, and we, uh, you'll recall after the last uh, meeting, uh, we met with you to draft these items. It was my understanding that you wanted to see these funded if possible and that you understood that general fund mm -hmm. was the, the cleanest route to do it. That's and I'm gonna wrap it up. And in that meeting, it was told to me that we are giving them 
the park amenities for the tune of $14,000. Well, I disclosed that last meeting that Mr. West has been very open and creative since he heard this commission say from the onset of the crickets uh, that we wanted this park to be activated and utilized more with more activities, that he has figured out a way to accommodate jamming in the park, which started at Eileen Lieberman Park uh, years ago and now has outgrown it to a bigger um, stadium. And if we all go back, because oftentimes, you know, when a new person's in town, you think he or she doesn't have experience, but when we built the park, there was an agreement put in place. Lauder Hill played a big role in that, taking a large piece of parcel off of their tax roll. But it was with the intent that we would grow this park economically and be a part of the big picture of Broward County. And to say that they're getting the park now for $14,000 in kind, is that a consolation prize? And then they were approached by Visit Lauderdale staff and said that you would qualify, you know, uh, for five more grand. The ask is $50,000, it's a one-off. So I know what I communicated was not what I'm seeing and feeling, so I'm very dissatisfied today. I'm not calling for anyone's head, but I'm telling you, I'm very disappointed in how you operate when I give you a request and it clearly states what your roles are. Because you, you, you told me in the beginning, week one, uh, that you were the administrator and I was the policymaker. And I said, I understand that clearly because it's no different than being across the street. I understand that. I understand it. I gave you the statute. And I can read the statute over and over and over again, but all I want to be is a policymaker and to be painted that I'm usurping the authority of these folks in the room today is not what I look for in my administrator. So I will be more than happy to do a friendly amendment and not repeat this presentation again on the second one to do both of them together because I think the other one can meet the criteria, but I don't want to have that discussion today. I want a one-off. We move forward, we come back, and we do what we always do. We figure it out. Okay. If you would step, step that chair as a friendly amendment, we vote on it. I know you all have something to say, but I wanted to clear the air. I'm not attacking Visit Lauderdale, TDT, or TDC. I have advocated for years, Heiko, for years on what you stand for, and I believe in it. But I hear folks saying they have no more faith, and those are the people that I represent. And to, that's why I followed the process. Today, it's a one-off and a one-off only. Okay, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some discussion. Commissioner Geller. Thank you, Commissioner Furrer, uh, Mayor-elect, or whatever you want me to call you. Um, wow. Um, a lot of responses. First, I am somewhat disappointed that you dropped the first item on the BMSD because I read, I read a transcript of your remarks 
And I happen to agree completely with you on the BMSD because I'm getting the same complaints in the large 9,000 or so people that I represent in Broadview Park on that issue. So when that does come back up, Three I months, agree with you. We're evaluating it and we're going to move forward. There's supposed to be a staff person in place for the BMSD, five pockets, and two others that don't have the same impact as the one and the four that you and I represent. So let, let's talk about that. Secondly, I am glad that you have clarified on the TDC, but Commissioner McKenzie, based on what I thought I had heard at the last meeting, I didn't know whether you were asking for TDC, TDC, TDT money or GR money. And I assume that that's why the, I've gotten many letters from the TDT people uh, because I assume if I did, was unclear whether which pot you were asking from, I assume that they were also unclear as to which pot you were asking from. Now, let me say that you are, uh, finally I want to say a third thing where you were talking about the attacks on your character. I haven't heard any of those. I will tell you that during the year and a half, a little over a year, you've been on the commission. I like your character. I've enjoyed working with you. Now you're going overboard. Um, no, I actually have enjoyed working with you. I have not heard any attacks on your character or anything else in reference to this item. But having said all of that, I now need to disagree a little, and I'll tell you why. My character? No, not on the character, because <laughs> I think you are a character, but I like your character. Um, if you, I have a clear record on this commission. And I'm saying that so you don't think this is anything personal. There have been a number of commissioners over the years, as you have said, this has happened before, that have asked for money for, and that they have come to this commission directly asking for money for something in their district in the middle of the year. And I think all of the commissioners that have been here longer will remember that I have opposed just about all of those, mm -hmm. arguing in favor of a process. And we do have a process. In terms of a lot of the things you're talking about, some of those like the, the item 33, is it? I think the jazz in the, the water hill function. Jamming in the park. 33, jamming in the park. These, I, I'm aware it's in Hasley's district. Um, the, see, I did pronounce it correctly. You all have been mispronouncing her name for years, just letting you know. Um, but the, that is something, for example, that the Cultural Council might uh, let me let me let me finish it. No, but let me just say something right quick. See, you're going somewhere that I clearly have been working with the administrator from the onset and could have included this in any process we have. But up until the last minute, you find out that you didn't meet the criteria. This is why it's here today. It's not here to be revetted, or nor am I here to be educated. I have a wealth of knowledge. I have been elected 
10 plus years now. I've sat on most of these boards that come before you today. I'm not very talkative until I have something to say. And just because you hear buzzwords, um, there's no need to recharacterize that with me. I, I respect you. And I mean, we, I just want to get through the chase. Um, and this is an up or down deal. Well, I, I think I've already indicated. But you're talking about processes and all this stuff. Yeah, Commissioner McKenzie, I do also get to speak respectfully. I listened quietly while you were speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, all I'm asking is the same respect. I'll give that to you, but I, I think, in all fairness, and I just, I just interrupt you, and I, and I, I, I won't <laughs> do it again, but I just want to hear where you, where you want to go. And, 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 I, and I appreciate you. Senator, I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. The, I, as I said, there have been many issues over the years that have come up with commissioners in the middle of the year asking for money for their districts. And I've said on virtually all of them, no, because I, and I've been outvoted frequently because I think we need a process, but I have been intellectually consistent on each of these saying that we need to have a process. On the specific issues that you're talking about, I don't know, I, I'm not gonna discuss whether or not they're appropriate for TDT because as you've said, we're not discussing that now. We're only discussing GR now. On GR dollars, some of these things that you're talking about, uh, on this one in particular, may or may not be appropriate for funding from the Cultural Council. I would urge you, and I am happy to assist, since I am the county commission rep, to the Cultural Council, to try and get some of these items uh, that you want that are not TDT related, but that are GR, to try and get them planned in advance with the Cultural Council. And to the extent that I can speak with you about them at a publicly noticed meeting or at a Cultural Council meeting, I'm happy to be supportive of those because that is the process we have there. The process that we have had here is we bring if we know these items are annual or are going to be coming up, we bring them up in our budget process. And all of the commissioners know that when we've each brought up items in our budget process, we normally get a lot of the items that we ask for. And that's a balancing act which the administrator has to do. And I will repeat, I like you, I've enjoyed working with you, it's nothing personal, but I have been consistent during the eight years I've been here in voting against items that come up in the middle of the year outside the normal budget process unless it's something that just came up that nobody could have asked for in advance because you know we all know things happen. But this is an item that could have been asked for. It wasn't, I don't think, uh, I will be consistent as I have been over the eight years on voting against items because if we start going down this road, 
I am afraid that it gets into each of us asking for, in the middle of the year, items outside of the budget process. And that's why I have voted against it over the past eight years and why I'm voting against this one. But I want to assure you of my high esteem for you that it's not personal. Briefly. Okay. I start out by saying I mentioned all these when I first got here to the administrator. So they should have been dealt with early on, just for the record and clarification. Commissioner Rich. Yeah, thank you. Um, I thought the Commissioner McKenzie go uh, along the line of uh, Senator Gellers. Um, you know, I believe in process, and we have, as was said, many people, many commissioners coming and asking for things after the budget process. And I have consistently voted also against those things. We, 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 can, we really cannot, in my opinion, go down this road. We have a, a thorough budget process that takes months, and people can come with anything, and most times people's requests, commissioners' requests are, you know, accepted, and, and, and we fund them. But I just have a very clear record on this. I also want to say that um, in addition to voting against projects that I supported, um, we... We, 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 we really have to have a process here. And, you know, I, I think about, uh, Commissioner McKenzie, when you, had a, you have a policy in your mind that you don't vote for resolutions. And, and I respect that. And you voted against one that I brought up. It was eight to one. Um, and I have that same feeling. Uh, in this case, that we cannot bring things unless it's an emergency or something that was unforeseen. We cannot bring things in the middle of the year, in the middle of the budget year, and, uh, and then have them funded because it opens a door, and I believe each one of us would, would do it if that was our policy. That's why I'm kind of pleased that it is not our policy. Um, and so I, I hope you'll respect, I respect you, I hope you'll respect, you know, my vote on this, uh, because, as I said, this is, a po this is a process issue for me. And I also want to say, as far as the other PDC and so forth, that is also a policy that was created by this board. Um, in 2016, I believe, there was an audit done, and we were... We, we were dinged for the fact that we had no really you know, procedure for allocating recommended funding and, uh, to, the, to the board, to the, and, it, and we changed that. So for those things that belong over there, there is also a policy there. And I think that we need to uh, retain those policies, um, and it brings, I think, great credibility to all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan. Commissioner, for um, you and I, I think I've been here the longest uh, with Tim, and um, I think you'd agree that over all the years we've been here, there's things that have come up every year 
that have not been put in the budget, you know, things that happen which we need to spend money on. And, um, and besides of all the responsibilities we have in doing our job, uh, you know, obviously uh, for Broward County, we also represent a district. And um, if a commissioner is constantly coming to us, I need money for this, 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 you know, at some point, okay, you know, it's like, hey, we got a process and you should have thought about it and stuff, but that's not the case here. Uh, you know, Com Commissioner McKenzie is the first time that I recall coming here asking for something like this. And as you all know that in May, I think it's May, we get requests from all these different nonprofits because we're so fiscally uh, diligent. We get requests from the Boys and Girls Clubs and all these <clears throat> other great organizations. Should we allocate money? and so, so throughout the year, we do things. And, um, and you know, if it's a constant thing, an abusive thing, as, as you know, uh, Mayor just said, you know, you open the door, it become abusive. Well, you know, there's a point where you gotta put your foot down and say enough's enough. But it hasn't even started to say enough's enough. And so, while each one of you may have a point where you want to do something. I think, you know, you know, Commissioner Furter, there was something on an, uh, in one of the parks that had to do, I, I forgot, with your district a year ago with the um, money for, um, uh, you know, for, for the money in May. And, and, and then, or, or Commissioner Rogers wanted to do something with the um, stadium, uh, the, uh, I, I'm having a mind blank. Cricket, Cricket thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, in any case, um, you know, when, when there's not an abuse and when it's for someone's district and for someone does not doesn't abuse it, uh, you know, I would tend to support it. If it becomes abusive and as the mayor said, opens the door, you know, I don't think we're the type of group that I've worked with that is going to, oh, the door's open, now let's go grab more money for this and money for that. It, it's for his district. It's never happened that I'm aware of before. And, and so... I would support it, and you know, again, I think there's a degree of of moderation, and and there has to be a degree of, you know, hey, uh, there's a process, but things do come up, and over the, all the years that we've served, things have always come up. So I can't use the excuse of, you know, there's a process, and we stick to this process, and we never deviate from that process. We do, we do all the time, and and so, um, I, uh, I I just with that commentary, I, I think we should consider supporting it because it, it's not abusive, it's a first time, it's a one-off, as he said, and I think each one of us deserves a one-off. I think each one of us deserves a one-off if it's gonna help the community, help the people of our district, or help in some way, and, and so I'll support it because it is a one-off, it's not constant, it's not abusive, and, it, and uh, I think we need to show that we care about each commissioner's district needs. Thank you. Thank you. And Commissioner McKenzie, you stated it's my district, so I'm glad you helped me to get here. Sometimes, and I didn't even ask you, but you know we serve the same city, the same constituent space, so the city of Lauder Hill actually called me a day before the commission meeting and asked me to support their request. And so when I saw it, and it did not have my name as being a co-sponsor, I did 
ask staff to put my name on it because I proudly stand in support of the request because I'm very much familiar with the event. I've been going to jamming in the park. I love to jam and it's right. The twin cities of Lauderhill, Lauderdale Lakes, the sister cities, we have been dubbed everything because we are that connected. The diversity of our cities are the same. We love our culture and we love to do all things. And yes, as we sit on this dais, we are learning about other things, your cultural department and what they are supposed to do. So I think I assigned the right person to that committee. And I know her name is Janet, and I'll call her name so in the event that our director doesn't know her, and I know you do, he understands. And we started requesting and asking questions about how because we're new to this, don't forget. And this is a big area for county administration. I don't know how you do it. I told you the other day I'm not liking it, right? And I see my colleague, sometimes we're frustrated by it because our community have needs and they don't know our boundaries and where we get the money from. They just know there's a need and a need right now. So there's a need for Lauder Hill to get this support and I'm asking you and this committee to support because as Commissioner Bogan said, you know, we deviate sometimes and it's our first time. So, you know, let us feel like we're part of this group here so we can go back to our constituents and tell them we're working hard and they will see that we're working hard. Another request that was made similar, are we only granting these relationships to for um, nonprofits. We have a lot of for-profit groups in our <clears throat> district doing a lot of cultural things and creating avenues for children to learn different things. Do it have, Mr. Attorney, and as you all think, does that partnership have to be between amongst a nonprofit, between a nonprofit and the county or your various committees that have the taxpayers? dollars working with. These are still taxpayers and they're asking us to ask you to look at things differently because not everyone has formed a not-for-profit group and they're still doing cultural events and they're still um, generating TDC funding and all the other funding, general revenue funding so we can do different things. So I just want to say I'm, I'm hearing, I understand um, a process, I believe strongly that processes are transparent so there's no question asked. We understand when you're going through the process, everyone can believe that process is fair. And I love transparency, I love um, the process. But as was stated, if we can help the city who made the sacrifice when we wanted them to, I was on the Land Preservation Board, I was part of the Broad County Parks Advisory Board. I know exactly what Lauder Hill gave up, and they also got a CRA if we should talk about everything. You know, we did a lot to get that regional park in a district that was short and green space and open space and access. And all of the cities on the State Road 7 quarter signed an agreement to make this happen. And sometime we would like to see a return on that investment. And it might not be big events, but they are important events to the people that we represent. So I thank you. I'm very brief today.
Okay. okay. Commissioner Udine, then followed by Commissioner Fisher. Quite a bit to unpack here. So we have both items together is what we're commenting on now? If it can expedite us okay. and, we, and we're, we're fair about it, I, I would entertain okay. the friendly amendment. Okay. So here, here are my comments on this, because the first thing I want to point out is um, item number 34, which is the one with Miami Gardens, was presented to the TDT. Um, I know that the TDT is allowed to spend dollars outside of Broward County. We spend dollars at the TDT all the time outside of Broward County. This went through the TDT, and the TDT actually made a funding grant to this event. The TDT is funding the, the Miami Gardens one. It went through their process, and the TDT is providing funds to Miami Gardens. Now, if on item 34, the request is to take general dollar funds and to pay it to Miami Gardens, I'm going to be a no vote on that, just because as a matter of principle, those funds for Miami Gardens, for the Jazz Fest, if they're worthwhile, should go through the TDT, and those should be TDT dollars. That being said, they did go through the TDT, it went through the process, and I think we're funding in a very similar amount to what Miami-Dade is funding, even though that event, a few dollars less, but that event is in Miami Gardens. Personally, I see the lists that come out from the TDT. I get them all the time. There are so many events throughout this entire county. There is not one nook or cranny in this county that doesn't get events that are sponsored by TDT dollars. Well, I, I see them all the time. I, I go to the events. There's a ton in my district. Um, if they put heads in beds, the TDT can use those dollars to fund them. Um, so. As to number 34, I'm a hard no on that from general fund dollars because I can't go back to my cities and say we took general fund dollars out of Broward County and used those general fund dollars to pay a municipality that's not in Broward County. If you want to bring something back to the TDT to have them revisit through their process, that's well and good. But my understanding is they already went through the process. They made a $25,000 donation to the Jazz Festival in Miami Gardens. And I'm supportive of them doing that because I assume that that met the requirements as they hashed it all out on their board. But in my opinion, TDT dollars has, have to go through the TDT board. And quite frankly, I think they're doing a good job. And they don't fund all the things that I think they should fund. Um, and when they don't, I bring it up to, to the people, uh, <clears throat> my, my person that I appointed to the board. I think there's, I would fund things a lot differently than they fund things. But that, I'm not going to substitute my judgment because I think that the events that they're funding are putting heads in beds and the proof is in the pudding. We're seeing that. I, I, I truly think that the, the job that they're doing is good for this county. Now, I could give them some other things I'd like them to fund, but that's a story for another day. As to the item on Lauder Hill, um, if they're general fund dollars that need to come out of our parks budget that has to do something, Matt, I don't want to do it in the process that we're in, but if there's a justification that can be made that there are dollars that need to come in for life, health, safety, or something like that when they have this event and it come through the parks, I can, I can listen to that and I could figure out a way to get my arms around it. I prefer it coming through the process, but those dollars aren't going to be TDT dollars anyway, so that ha would have to come through the general fund. So I know we packed a lot of this in you know, in, in these two items together, I think we have to unpack them. They're separate items. Um, 
you know, I have, uh, from the justifications I've heard about number 34, if, if, the, if the will is there to spend general fund dollars on item number 34, I have to vote no on that one. Um, but 33 I can talk about a little bit further. I, you know, I'm leaning against it, but I can be talked into it. And I, and I really think I, I, the TDT people that are here, I think they do a good job in a tough situation. It's tough to have nine tentacles asking you to do things. And there are certain areas of the county that lend themselves to tourism in a better way, and it benefits the entire county. And maybe it's the, these things are more cultural center type of thing. I'm like expanding my horizons with some of our different cultural center offerings, and I think it's a good process. Commissioner Fisher? And then I'm gonna to go to the public after this. Thank you, Vice Mayor. Um, I think we definitely have to bifurcate these two. I would like to vote on them separately, okay. uh, rather than collectively. I'll just offer a friendly amendment. I understand. Okay. And I'll, I'll take 34 first, because that's the easier one as well. And I, um, I actually sat on the TDC when we vigorously debated this item and came up with the $25,000 for the Women's Impact Luncheon, because that indeed is in Broward County, that's at the Hard Rock. Um, and then you look back, you do some more research, and I think the, the Miami CVB, I think, is only generating $85,000 for the event. Is that correct, Ms. Sapiro? Um, I believe that the um, information that we've gotten is that Miami CVB was gonna give 50,000 in cash and 50,000 in kind for the event that for the event the main part in, in Miami-Dade County. Okay So I do ha I do have some heartburn with with the Miami Gardens issue uh, Commissioner and, and again because it has gone through the process and I was actually involved in that process at the time that we vetted that um, Opportunity, but when you get to 33 uh, I do Mr. have to passion in the meeting until the completion of the agenda second all those in favor? Aye. Aye. I'm opposed to that, and only because I believe me, I have other places I want to go to, but I'm not going to get in the process from now on. It's just, like I said this last time. I'm opposed to it. Okay. Opposed to passes. To so amend the meeting. meeting. I'd rather wait for lunch and give everyone a chance to stretch their legs. And okay. So this is our this is our last last, our last one. Someone says. I'm just saying so that next time. All those in favor? There won't be Aye. Aye. any opposed. 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 Okay. Aye. Aye. H one. Okay. Can I continue, Vice Mayor? Yes. Thank you. Um, and then we get to the, to the, to the seat of Lauderhill. And actually, just kind of let me just reminisce a little bit. And I think Commissioner McKenzie probably had the same focus when he was at City of Fort Lauderdale. Like when I was the mayor of Pompano Beach, we would have individuals who come at the podium and say, hey, listen, I'd like to, you know, $5,000 for this and $2,000 for this. And, and so at that time, uh, we implemented a policy and a procedure that you need to go through the budget process, make your, make your request there. But if something came up, again, nothing like Broward County, you know, baseball team X, you know, won the World Series, they want to go to Cooperstown. They needed $2,000 to travel. So what the commission did at that time is we just set aside certain dollars, a specific amount, that for those emergency funds that were necessary, we could tap into that. As a commission, we could tap into that. And I don't know if that's something we can do in the future, Ms. Sapiro, whether it be per district, I don't know, but I think that's something we need to look at. So we have dollars available, because it's very difficult to take it from general funds, because I go back to District 4, and they say, well, why did you give a gazillion dollars to this city and to do this and that? So I think there needs to be a process maybe to clarify. And I understand it's a one-off commission, I get that. Mm -hmm. 
But one-offs become more opt, and I saw that, and I think you probably saw that in Florida. One-offs become more common. I don't want that to happen. On 33, um, what I would have liked to have seen in the backup was a specific budget. So the city of Lauder Hill has X amount of dollars that this, this is going to cost them, and who's participating, where the sponsorships available, to provide detail just to pick $50,000 I don't know where that's going to go to, how that's going to be spent. It's a one-day event. I'm not saying that they don't need the money. I'm just saying it needs to be more data to me, presented to me, so I can make intelligence decisions. Maybe they only need 25. Maybe we can give some in-kind. Maybe we can do something, you know, that we can, we can offset those costs. But just to come up with a $50,000 number with no backup, it gives me concern. Not that I'm not going to get there. I'm not saying that. But... We have to have data, folks, for us to make a decision. And we have to have a budget. I always, when someone would come to a body like this, we would at least have a budget to say this, this is a 100,000 event. We're selling sponsorships and we got, you know, AT&T to buy this and this and this. And now we really need $50,000 for security. Or we need $50,000 for cleanup. Whatever it is, um, I would have liked to have seen that here. And I, maybe you didn't have time to present that and I get that, Commissioner, because it's a last minute item. We do. Are, we are. We are giving in kind the fourteen thousand dollars for the for the for the park. We are doing a diamond sponsorship for five thousand. I think it is here. Or is it or not? I well, what I believe is what I we have learned um, since the item was brought forward is that a title sponsorship was worth five thousand dollars. Oh, okay. That was okay. The information that. Okay, I got you. Okay, misunderstood. Out. Misunderstood. So I want I want to get there. I, I want to get there for thirty three because I want to. Obviously, I think it's an important festival, but if I can get more data, that would be maybe the city of Lauderhill can provide that now. I don't know. Um, uh, and maybe it's only $25,000, Commissioner, that they need at this point, not fifty. The I'm city, trying to get to there. Where the I city need. of Lauderhill is in the audience. I, I see vice that. The vice mayor, the city manager, and I others. see Vice Mayor Martin and, and so, so forth. I'm sure they can it, answer any questions, and I'm not cutting you off. I'm just making a point. I gave this administrator, you'd think, these things would have been asked because she's supposed to vet it, you know, and bring it back to us. And this is why I find myself in this one-off position because that one thing that I brought to her recently after the budget wasn't mentioned when I first arrived here today, day one. I know what I want. I know what I need. This is not even my district. But an ask came. I knew of events throughout the city. Uh, and I just, throughout the county, I just wanted to bring the attention that they go vet these folks and not me. I send everyone to, to the process uh, to do things, and that's what's going to happen. If anyone, anyone comes to me in the future, that's where they're going. But I didn't want to mix up the two today, so, but the staff is here, is what I'm trying to say. You know, and I'm going to be calling public speakers in just Okay, because I like to eventually hear, you know, from the city is, again, what is your budget? How much are they participating in that budget? what the sponsorships are and what really the needs are and before I can make that decision. But then I just want to, you know, 34 is definitely, I can't get there on that one uh, because I was, went through the process, but 33, I'm anxious to hear more about that. Thank you, Vice okay. Mayor. With that, I'm gonna to go to public speakers and we can return to the discussion. Um, public speaker for 33 first. 33, the first public speaker is Bob Kiesler, followed by Heiko Dobrikow. Dob <clears throat> okay. Public speaker. I'll find out in a minute. Vice Mayor, 
I, I know we've opened the items together. They're going to be voted upon separately. Uh, but our, if it would be helpful if we knew if folks were also signed up, the same folks on 34. Yes, plus um, Ina Lee for 34. Okay, so, so three, minutes, three minutes to cover both items. Okay. Uh, uh, to the Vice Mayor, uh, point of order. I mean, can we have the speakers, um, I, I think most of them are probably going to speak to one item or the other. And But if you want to speak to both of them, would you just do, just do it at once? I don't want to go through the public speakers, the public speakers twice on right. this. So um, that's, what we're doing. that's what we're doing. Okay, thank you. Great, perfect. I will speak to both uh, from that standpoint. Good morning, Mayor Rich. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, Vice Mayor Furr, County Commissioners. Uh, I'm Bob Kiesler. I'm co-chair of the Broward County Tourism Coalition Committee, member of the Marketing Advisory Committee for uh, Visit Lauderdale, former GM at the man and of former general manager at the Gallery One and Pelican Grand Beach Resort. Uh, the two motions that are before you today First of all, uh, I followed Mary Dine uh, from, from that standpoint that the TDC vetted, looked at the uh, Miami Gardens event. They made a donate, uh, they made a contribution to that event. And I think in their decision-making process that you went through, uh, Commissioner Fisher, you did the right thing. You gave the right amount of money, and anything else that exceeds that $25,000, I think, is excessive from that standpoint. Um, on issue 33, um, originally we felt that, that was coming from the TDC, uh, or the TDT, from the tourism tax dollars. Um, that being said, I also agree with Mayor Rich and the fact that there's a process. And I agree also with the comments that says, what is the budget? I had the privilege several years ago of serving on the Cultural Council Committee that donated, that took the TDT funds and then used them and, and prorated them and sent them out for various proposals through the Cultural Commission. And in one of those, in, in that instance, we always asked, what was the budget? You know, you run a risk when you have a broad funding of not necessarily knowing who's, who's, who's providing the decorations, what's the band that's playing, how much are they being paid, what personal relationships may or may not exist. But all of this being said, I will say this. Over the last several years, along with the TDC, along with Visit Lauderdale, we have created a system of reviewing such requests. We've had, we have a vetting process in place that all sponsorships should go through, Visit Lauderdale, then to the uh, TDC. Bypassing Visit Lauderdale and the TDC is not an appropriate course of action as we have worked hard for years to properly vet the return on investment of any investment through the tourist tax dollars. So. I thank you all for your time, um, and hopefully we can always stick to the process. Thank you. Next speaker is Heiko. Good afternoon. Work hard, be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. You did well. 
Um, Mayor Nenrich, uh, I hope you are on the mend and you're getting well soon. We miss you and see your, your good looking face here. Uh, certainly, Vice Mayor, uh, thank you for, for stepping up, Commissioners. What an amazing conversation that you just had. Um, and there's a lot to unpack, Commissioner. There's a lot that you just unpacked. And, and, and I'm going to talk about both items, but more in a general aspect of giving you a little bit of history. Um, for the past 13 years, through the Tourist Development Council, we worked very, very hard in order to put due process in place. And to the credit of President Ritter, she even brought in a business intelligence professional in order to help us with due process. And as you're looking at general fund due process, because this is not a TDT ask, this is a general fund, general revenue ask, and I wish in the motion that would have been pointed out a little bit more clear because I was unclear about that as well. Um, I think to the credit of Visit Lauderdale, they have really done an outstanding job in vetting what needed to be vetted and really brought back the ROI study. What kind of return on investment is that piece of business really bringing to us and what value does it have? Uh, many of you guys, Commissioner Bogan, Commissioner Fisher, Commissioner Udine, Commissioner Geller served as chairs for the Tourist Development Council and you carried the torch on due process. And I truly believe that is the way of doing it. And will there be exceptions? Yes, Visit Lauderdale many times had has received exceptions. And Visit Lauderdale has been very, very educational as well and say, hey, listen, maybe this is not your year, but maybe next year we'll do it. And then we also open the door, maybe we see a lot of value in jamming in the parks and say, you know what, maybe this thing can grow and maybe we just do some seed money in order to get them started and moving that event to a really phenomenal event. Who knows, right? Uh, Commissioner McKenzie, I applaud you for bringing the, the item 34 to the TDT and you got $25,000 out of that. And congratulations, it's fantastic. You followed the due process, which is what we are looking for. So I really think you have a lot to talk about when it comes to general funding and how you do the one-offs from a process standpoint, but maybe take a look at how we're doing it at the TDT and, and the TDC because uh, the process works, it really does. Thank you very much. We have three more public speakers, correct? Uh, the first two are signed up for both, and Ina Lee is signed up for item 34, okay. which is our last speaker okay. that I okay. have. So, we'll... yes. yes. Ina, the floor is yours. I'm not exactly sure if I'm okay to be up here, <laughs> but I am. So um, I'm Ina Lee, and I'm specifically talking about item 34 because there was some swirl around where this money was coming from. It wasn't clear. So just a little background. Um, I am the vice chair of the Marketing Advisory Committee. I have served on that committee for 26 years. I've been in every Tourist Development Council meeting as a public person. Um, from the time it was in, in created, other than when I was out of town or something. So I've seen over the years a lot of 
worthwhile events coming forth, bypassing the process, and coming directly to you all. Okay? So clearly there was a system put in place, processes, that vets these items. And, um, and I think we do a really good job of it. So this item, as, as um, Commissioner uh, Fisher said, he was chairing the Tourist Development Council when this item got brought forth. And because staff, and they are very, very professional, they know what they're doing, vetted this item, recommended the 25,000, the Tourist Development Council that are your representatives from this entire county went through those items and heard it all and voted for $25,000. So I think that it's really important, and by the way, a few years ago, when a lot of people were bypassing the process, you put in place called something called the Capital Challenge Grant, a million dollars of tourist development tax that now comes through the cultural division in terms of who vets those items. So you listened and you put a, something in place as part of the process. But with this, I want to be really clear. I think we'd be very, very mistaken if we open the door for TDT dollars to, um, to be used for this item right now. We're already using $25,000. It was vetted. It was decided. And um, so that's what I wanted to be really clear about from what I've heard in the past. Not that these events are not worthwhile. So I just want to be really clear about that as well. But we have a process. I think we need to follow it. And in this particular item, I'm just talking to 34, we followed that process. And I think it was an equitable process. So thank you very much. I appreciate everything you do on behalf of the county. Again, um, you know, Mayor Rich, I hope you get well really quickly and kick our you-know-what. So um, thank you, all of you, for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. With that, I'm going to take a motion on 33, so and uh, assuming we get a... a I'm just going to make a comment to, to, to the speakers before we, before I, we go. I'm, I'm going to take a motion first so I can hear from the city. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure we get... Okay. So for on item number 33, let me take have a motion. There's a motion. Do we have a second? I'll second it. Okay. We have a motion and a second. Now I'm going to allow for discussion. Um, and with that, I think we wanted to hear from the... I wanted to hear from the city because, like, like I said, I wanted some background on total budgeting, what the costs are, and okay, really and what I, the value would be. And I believe we have the city manager here. Yeah, the vice mayor, Martin, I believe I see, and the city okay. manager, too. Okay. And say good afternoon, Definitely. commissioners, yes, mayor, vice, vice mayor. mayor, and uh, the rest of the county. Um, we're going to tag team here a little bit okay. for expedition, uh, expediting purposes to get the information out. Um, from my standpoint, uh, Lawrence Jabo Martins, vice mayor, city of Lauder Hill, and a lifelong resident of Broward County. Uh, a couple of things I want to say. You know, a lot of good information. Uh, thank you, uh, Commissioner Rogers, Commissioner McKenzie, for. Uh, standing in the gap for the communities that you support. And if anyone's ever visited the events that we do in the city of Lauder Hill, we're super inclusive. We're one of the most culturally diverse communities in Broward County, and we have a far-reaching output from the residents and the things that we try to do. Uh, last year was the first year we actually expanded this event to Broward County Park, as been stated in, in uh, some of the comments. And that was due to the event growing exponentially over the years. 
the past year in trying to get this event in Broward County Park, which a lot of you have uh, articulated very eloquently the support that Broward, that Lauder Hill uh, gave to the county when it was uh, securing this park and putting it in motion and what the long-term expectations were, as Commissioner McKenzie talked about, the partnerships that were alleged from the beginning. To be quite honest, as a newly elected, and again, my background, I retired from the federal government in 2018. So I'm, I'm new to this ground stuff, but I'm, I'm learning fast, as I see a lot of you in other meetings. Uh, it was somewhat disheartening to see some of the hoops that the city was required to jump through to get something in a park that we share that falls in our, in our city boundaries. And to the extent that we even had discussions about how much use or how many people were gonna stand on the fields as a result of a one day event. And we had a lot of pushback from the county, quite honestly, but we got there. And with this event moving forward for this year, you talk about trying to follow processes and get in place with what you have in place to uh, try to secure these funds. Again, because of us trying to secure a date for this year's event, and the time it took us to get that done, we were past your budget cycle. Some of that information may or may not be clear to some of you, but I'm, I'm here to tell you. So Lot Hill also has the same processes in place to, to try to get funds, but much like you have here, there are sometimes what, what is being coined one-offs that we do have to address as even a local municipality to get things done. This event not only serves Lotter Hill, it serves surrounding areas. We've had people come all throughout the state. Last year we brought in national recording artist Montel Jordan, among, among others, as well as uh, some cultural diverse entertainment. So it serves more than just the city of Lotter Hill. Fort Lauderdale, Plantation, Sunrise, Lauderdale Lakes, and all surrounding cities in the Broward County. So it's not just a Lotter Hill event, although it's hosted in our city at the county regional park. So again, taking those things in consideration, and my colleagues are gonna talk about some of the specifics and the numbers and things of that nature. Yes, we prepare a budget. Yes, we have the numbers. We know who was in attendance last year, and we do a very good job vetting the information. But because we're kind of caught in this, if we're going to, could we, not knowing, it's hard to put money in place you don't have. You don't count your chickens before they hatch. So being able to do a 3A artist versus a 4A artist or being able to do exponential other vendor requirements or, or, or requests before knowing these monies are in place is kind of a hard thing to balance. But we do have the numbers and we know where we're headed with this. So again, as a representative of the city of Lauder Hill and a proud resident of Broward County, obviously ask for your support for this item. And again, as a one-off, we will be following the process going forward. And that's not a problem to, to get into the budget part of uh, what y'all do. But again, because of timing of getting dates and just trying to secure the park for this event, even after it was very successful, no issues, uh, you know, having a, a large number of people participate, park was cleaned up by our staff before we left, even to the chagrin, I think, of the parks director, me and Dan are very good friends. I actually sit on the park advisory board. Um, we did it right. And we, we complimented what the county has and it was a good look because a lot of people had never been in that park before. They didn't know it existed just because of this particular event. So I'll yield to my city manager. Thank you. Hi, good day, commissioners. Leslie Johnson, city of Lauder Hill. I'm the cultural arts director and public relations manager. Um, I can attest to uh, a lot of that negotiating that went on to get the park. It take a lot of time. Um, there was a lot of 
requests we couldn't meet in terms of covering grass that we would be standing on and picnicking in. And we've come a long way, and I'm happy to report that we've gotten the date. And the county uh, parks department is happy to partner with us. I think this is progress, so we can uh, all celebrate that. This city budget, I was able to secure from our commission $100,000. That does not include the, this is the city of Lauderhill commission that I've gone before. And that has, uh, does not include the sponsors we procure, as well as the police and the fire and all of the uh, services and departments that it takes to pull off an event of this nature. We did do this event for many years at the Eileen Lieberman Park. It was a community park. It was very small, and we have busted at the seams, I am proud to say. Uh, with the inclusion of soul, R&B, and reggae, it is a classy event. It is upscale, and it represents us all very well. So moving into the county park is uh, a total win-win for the city. It's a win-win for our surrounding cities and Broward County. So I'm happy to report that we are on the incline in terms of even how much we're putting into this park. Next to our wonderful Lauderhill Performing Arts Center that had over 100,000 people come through last year. And that's our little partnership that we put together here with the city and the county when we made this an entertainment district. And we promised through that special exception that this would be an entertainment zone and outdoor live entertainment was promised. So we're getting there, and I think this is a step in the right direction for both the city and the county. And we're here putting in our money where our mouth is, too. So any questions for the Cultural Arts Division, I'd be happy to take. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to us today. I'm Desiree Giles-Smith. I'm the city manager of the city of Lauderhill. And I want to thank Commissioner McKenzie and Commissioner Rogers for bringing this forward to listening to the residents of our community as they request that we make these events even bigger and better than they are. Um, currently, our event attracted between three and probably 6,000 people, but we're looking to make it even bigger and better. And we think a partnership with the county will establish that. We currently have people coming from the Tri-County area and also out of the state to our events. So we know this event can move into, a, into the right direction. Uh, the community that lives around Central Broward um, also uh, in, has the right to enjoy the park there. So this is a part of bringing them into our parks and letting them enjoy those parks that they've paid for. This was 108 acres that were taken off the tax rolls in Lauderhill, and we've partnered with the county to make this the best event that it possibly can. This is also a part of economic development and the fact that when these people come to these events, it helps to enrich many of the businesses that are along the corridor, whether they be in Lauderhill, Plantation, Tamarack, um, or other cities along the 441 corridor and, and the surrounding communities. As far as people staying in hotels, they also do that because it's a great event. We look to grow this event, and hopefully our partnership with the county will help us to do that. But we are looking to make this a premier event for Broward County, and we look forward to working with the county on that. We understand processes and procedures, but this kind of is a one-time exception for this. We definitely look at doing uh, the procedures and processes for the next year, but this year we look forward to working with you, and we hope that you can vote to approve this. Okay, thank you very much. And one more uh, point. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just add one thing to the okay. point of uh, Commissioner Fisher. This is also tied to 16 years of a partnership 
with the Lawrence Taylor Throwback Golf Tournament. So although we didn't apply for the TDC funds, I just wanted you to know there actually is heads and beds. We use uh, two partnering hotels, one including the Hard Rock. So we have uh, a quite a large turnout for 16 years of the Lawrence Taylor Throwback Golf Tournament. Um, Commissioner Ryan has not had a chance to speak yet, so I'm going to call you after that. And I'm sure that somebody may have some questions. Thank you all Thank very you. much for being here. I didn't speak on this item because uh, we had a long discussion and I really um, was uncertain. I was waiting to gather as much information as possible. And uh, through the course of this meeting, I mean, we ended up doing on the commission dais what is usually done in committee. Um, you know, in a perfect world, this would have gone, uh, you know, I think item 33 would have gone through a, a, a TDC process because it sounds like it, it could have been eligible for some TDC money, but I mean, it's we're talking about April. I don't think you have the uh, the luxury now of uh, taking it back to the TOC, TDC, uh, making a determination of you know ROI and um, and and you know getting the necessary funds here because uh, you know apparently the uh, the quality of the entertainment may be somewhat dependent on what uh, the contribution is. Uh, of the county, and I hate that expression, one-off, to tell you the truth, but uh, I am uh, ready to, uh, to support item 33, uh, recognizing that it has, uh, you know, some unique circumstances. I like, you know, the other members here that have been, you know, through, quote-unquote, the process, uh, what um, Heiko calls due process, but the process on how you approve these items, uh, but, you know, I'm I'm ready to make an exception here, and uh, so I would um, support um, what's already been um, moved and seconded with regard to item 33 on the uh, the contribution of, of $50,000. If there's some way that um, the county can be involved in, in kind of uh, doing some of the marketing for it to try to drive out the uh, attendance as best as possible, Hopefully, you know, uh, our folks can, can work in that capacity with regard to some of that, you know, $50,000, whether it's all cash or some of it is done in kind. And then with regard to item 34, I know we're going to vote on them separately, but on item 34, you know, it did go through the TDC process. It got the appropriation of uh, or, or the uh, recommended authorization for $25,000. So on item 34, um, I would, you know, support it for $25,000 coming from DDC money. And on item 33, the $50,000 from general revenue. Commissioner Keller. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, Commissioner Rich. Okay. Uh, could you please put it on mute? Okay. Yes. Uh, well, actually, you like Brown, too. Um, I actually listen to the debate of my colleagues because I frequently find that I learn things and that there's a lot of good viewpoints here. And you all have changed my mind. Specifically, Commissioner Bogan said, first time, it's not being carried away. Commissioner Rogers said, we're new here, work with us, all right. I stand by every comment I made on the needing the process, but I am prepared to make an exception because 
y'all are, are fairly new to this process and have not been abusive of this. And therefore, I have, I'm still opposed to item 34, and I would have opposed this if it was TDT dollars, but in GR dollars where it has not been a regular round of requests, and y'all are new, and you know, I know that in the next budget cycle, you're gonna be you know, asking for a lot of things, like we all do, and I'm prepared to, on this one time, go along with the 50,000 that Commissioner uh, McKenzie and Commissioner Rogers are requesting. You have, the debate has changed my mind on that item. Thank you. Anyone else like to speak? Yeah, I would yeah, like to speak. I'm just surprised that Senator Gellin didn't give me any credit. <laughs> Mayor, Vice Mayor. For the record, Chair, real quick. I think we exemplified what I was yeah. crying out for. Commissioner Rich, can you please? Oh, I'm sorry. Mute. Please, she goes first. No, I thought I was going to speak no, before he closed on this. Please. Okay, let it go. Go ahead, Commissioner Rich. Thank you. Thank you. So I would like to just say that um, um, I, I will be voting yes on 33. And I'm, I'm sorry to say it wasn't because of what my colleague said. More it was be because of what Vice Mayor Martin and uh, cultural manager Leslie Johnson and, of course, uh, Desiree Giles-Smith, a city manager, and the thought that has gone in this over the last couple of years and the attempt to, to work with the county. Um, and I just feel that they, are, they, they have put in, you know, kind of paid their dues and that I would like to give them the opportunity this year and this and next year they will apply to be in the regular county funding, general funding, uh, you know, process. So um, this, I, I thank you, the three of you, for coming and for explaining, and also for Commissioner Fisher for asking for a little more background from Lauderhill on what they had actually done on this on this issue. Thank you. Commissioner McKenzie, let, let go ahead. Close it. No, I'm, let me give it. Let me have a chance to talk. Oh, he's. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I, did, I waited. I waited. The chair goes last. Chair goes last. But then I'll get. But you and I'll let you close it up. I don't know. You'll see. You'll see. Um, the the idea that one of us can. I, the one thing I'm a little concerned with is, um, I don't think any of us can by ourselves direct the administrator to do it, because we have to have four of our closest friends to say yes. And I think that's important. Um, but I, I don't feel like I can tell Monica, you gotta do this or this. I would love to be able to do that, <laughs> but I don't think I can do that. And so I, and I think it, that's part of the process of us needing to, to make sure that we collaborate on that. And you know what? Usually we come out, that process is usually pretty good. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's worthwhile, and I think that's that's important. Um, the the other thing is I do think that the on item 33, that this seems to be a a worthy. Um, obviously, it's been going for quite a while, and the fact that it's gotten so much bigger that it's going to the cricket stadium stadium now, this is one that makes sense for us to give it more more seed money. I so I can I can go with this. I do think it should be going through the cultural council or through TDT. I'm, I'm going to allow for this one exception. And normally I, normally I wouldn't. 
but I do think it's kind of late in the game on this, um, and I've, I've been convinced as well. Um, the, with regard to 34, and, and I, I also want to go back, we did start that capital challenge just for these kind of things, for these one-offs. I don't like the word either, but because they, because they do come up. They do come up, and that's kind of what that was put aside. And I guess I'm wondering, do we still have that? Yes, and I'm, I'm glad you asked the question. That capital um, challenge grant is for construction projects. Oh, okay. Right, so for capital. It's, okay, right. it's in the name capital. So, so it wouldn't, so it wouldn't this, this wouldn't be. Okay. Um, so lastly, with regard to the TDC, the 34, which is a TDC, um, I think we need to follow their advice. And, I th and one of the reasons particularly is they are being um, examined very closely on a statewide level. And things need, really need to go through the process so that we don't get dinged. And, and I think they've done a good job. I think you guys have, you know, you've vetted it. I looked through your entire, all the things, all the deliverables that you usually ask for. That's an impressive thing to go through. Um, I do think that, and, and, and thirdly, I don't want to be giving more money than Miami's giving. I don't think we should be doing that. I'm happy to be joining on it, but I don't, I don't want to be giving more money than the county that it's in. Is in. So I'm going to support 33 um, for the amount that you asked, and I'm going to support what the TDC, the amount for the, the TTC uh, recommended for 34. Right. So with that, I'm going to. I just want to be clear. I'm not asking for us to support the 25,000. That was already done. My whole purpose of this argument was debate was for us to talk about how do we move forward, and even to educate. Um, the TDT that they need to do a, a larger reach to all events, activities, cultural, what have you. They do the vetting, not me and not anyone on this day. I don't want to be put in this position, but when I get the calls and I'm referring folks to them, I should at least get some feedback um, from my administrator uh, in terms of what I ask and see if those organizations are meeting the criterias and yet I asked for a separation and they still were able to come up here and talk about the TDT this was just a commissioner request which provoked thought I got Geller uh, to agree because we had the opportunity to talk have a debate put our feelings out there this is great we're moving somewhere all I'm saying to this group is go further because I guarantee you most of these events are going to meet the criteria if you really met, find out how they're measuring and make sure their measuring sticks coincide or complement the measuring sticks that you have. So Miami Gardens, for example, they asked for 125 when they first came in. I was fine with the outcomes. I just wanted to have a discussion about how things leave the room and get misconstrued, because I've never had any contention up here with my day, as I try to do all that I can do to be a consensus. I mean, even when we went to California, I could have said I don't want that, but it clearly states in the statute that we can do these things. And I do respect processes, but today, the various things they spoke of, due process, they didn't allow my due process to take place, that group. But you did. Thank you for your consideration. 
With that, we have an item 33 with a motion and a second. M Mr. And Mayor? Yes. Um, if I can, I just want to make sure the county attorney, I just would like to expand that motion to make sure that I have all the authorities I need to move monies from reserves to cover this, because I don't think it was stated there, and I'd like to make sure that we don't have to come back and do anything else. So um, my budget staff, I asked them to give me some language and make sure, um, Mr. Attorney, that <coughs> it's accurate. Um, and to add to the item, to and authorize the county administrator to take all necessary administrative and budgetary actions, including transfer from reserves to implement the agreement. Commissioner Uding. Just, just as a point of information, I'm good with that, but are we talking, what about, I just want to make sure it's clear so this doesn't have to come back again. Yeah. So what about what about the dollars in sponsorship that we've already given? Is that, or, that, or the in-kind? That's already, that is a deal from what I understand. That has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with so this. This is for item 33. Item 33, no, item 33, I thought we already gave 14 or 15,000. No, 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 that's this, this, that has nothing, separate. this has nothing to do with this. <coughs> no problem. This is just to Mayor. allow me to do what I need to do and okay. move the Mayor. money from reserves. Yeah, so. the language would be helpful. Yeah, the language would be helpful. Yes. Okay, do you want to Mr. McKenzie uh, accepts that. Okay, okay. He accepts I just read it into the amendment. Amendment. Yeah, I heard Mr. him say McKenzie, I accept you the accept that language. Senator Geller says I'm not friendly. <laughs> he accepts the unfriendly amendment. I do want to accept the amendment, but I want to name it after Senator Geller. <laughs> yeah, he's got enough. <laughs> All right, so we have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Okay, that, that um, passes unanimously. We're going to go to item 34, and I'll take a motion. Do you want a friendly amendment? Commissioner Ryan. Uh, I, uh, I amid the, uh, the, the motion, the earlier motion from uh, Commissioner McKenzie, and uh, amended to authorize a um, $25,000 uh, appropriation, you know, which is consistent with the recommendation of the TDC. Uh, for a, um, a sponsorship of the Miami Gardens, but we don't we don't need that one. Yeah, we don't need that one. We don't now. need that one. It was already approved. I just had a discussion. The, was the twenty five thousand was that's a done was deal. already uh, after being TDC, um, you know, there, recommended. Yeah, yeah there, correct. There's no need for an the county administrator it's told already, me that. Yeah, that's that already taken care of. In, in the I was going over and beyond just to okay. Be clear. All right, so. So then the agreement is with them. Exactly. So then as to, uh, you know, the request for the additional 100,000, I, I think most of the members have already said uh, they weren't going to approve it. So is there a motion? I want the process to work. So if it doesn't get a second, it, it is what it is. Okay. I got broad shoulders. My motion is to move forward with 100,000. Yeah. He wants a vote on it. He wants a vote on it. That's right. Okay. Is there a second? Well, I'm, I'll second it just to get a vote. He's out of the way. You don't want to second it, but I'll second it. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Um, as the way it's read, it's proffered here. All those in favor? Those in favor? All in favor. You got three people. Raise your hands. Let me see. If we have three up. Uh, those against? Opposed. Okay. So that that is. So that is it. it, it motion motion fails. Um, it is being funded to the twenty-five thousand. Sixty-three. But not the other. Okay. All right. With that, that is our last item. Correct. That is it. Very good. We will go to uh, reports real quick. Commissioner McKenzie, we'll start with you. I just want to. I got a question, and I think I sent it in the form of email to the county administrator. And with BMSD again, I noticed that. 
This is in reference to the BMSD. The that echoing. Commissioner Rich, you have your. Can you mute your phone, please? Thank you. Uh, I got a call from someone in your administration um, uh, giving me an update that the CRA is going to be terminated in the BS, BMSD at the state level, I believe. So my question is, how did we get here? And if you want to go back and come back later, but I want it to be out in the public here um, because we have so much um, concern from that community um, dating back to 2012 when it was when it was a staff and wasn't funded and when people see other cities getting CRA um, incentives it creates a rift that they're being left behind I know the history I think everyone up here knows the history but I want to know how to <coughs> How do we just decide to, 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 to terminate um, when we never gave the BMSD an opportunity to, to have a real CRA and real hope uh, of any type of economics uh, coming to that area based on what CRAs are designed to do and federally have been regulated, you know, that we um, economically do and go over and beyond to make something happen in a less desirable um, economic um, 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 geographic or, or demographic. So that whole council that the previous commission put together, this is a question that is asked quite often. And I just want to be able to give them information on what has happened and what, and how did it happen? I mean, did someone request this? I mean, how did we get here is what, what I want to know and uh, thank you in advance. Real quickly, um, I just want to ask, uh, does, who would have the numbers on uh, how much we save on the taxi cabs versus the TOPS program? So if people use taxis, um, they save more money than the TOPS. Who would have that info? We can get that to you. That'll be from our transportation department. So I'll, I'll get with you after to get your specific question to make sure we get the right information. Okay. I have nothing else. Have a good week. Fisher, Fisher. Yeah, thank you, Vice Mayor. Real quick, just want to thank Alan Garcia and the wastewater and wastewater team. They assisted the Lighthouse Point uh, water main break in January. We actually got some kudo letters from them, which was wonderful. Um, so that's kind of nice to get always the thank yous. A um, couple things. Congratulations to Commissioner Tim Ryan. He's not here. I don't see him. But uh, for being elected to serve the chair of the South Florida Regional Transportation Authority. And also, his birthday's tomorrow. We wish him a happy birthday. Where's your cake for, for Commissioner Ryan Bogan? Uh, Bogan, yes, your department. That's my department. And also, most importantly, there's a birthday celebrated on Friday. That's our own Mayor Nan Rich. So, Mayor Rich, yeah. happy birthday to you on Friday. Friday. And then lastly, you. um, you're welcome. I was honored to receive the Broward Community Leader of the Year for 2023 from the Miami Association of Realtors. So, honored to be uh, part of Broward County. So. Great opportunities. Thank you. Well deserved. Congratulations. Commissioner Rich? Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to celebrate my birthday at home on Friday in my wheelchair with my mother coming up, my 101 year old mother. So, <laughs> anyway, looking forward to it. 
Oh, it's been a long meeting sitting here, but um, I just first wanted to thank everyone. I, I just can't even express um, how many, you know, good well well wishes, good wishes, just thoughtful things that have been done since uh, I had this uh, accident, and uh, want to thank the 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 administration, so many of the staff members, my commissioners. Um, and just the general public, actually. So just thank you so much for thinking about me. And um, I also um, wanted to uh, thank Beam so much for covering for me for the state of the county uh, breakfast this past week. Um, I got so many texts while he was speaking saying, oh, he mentioned affordable housing. So... <laughs> So anyway, thank you so much for all of you pitching in and, and, and filling in. I, I appreciate it. Um, I also just didn't have a chance because of trouble getting online to offer my thanks to Kelly Shanley. And I have to say uh, that the resolution speaks for itself, uh, all the things that he has done in the 15 years he's been here and he's taken this, this Broward Performing Arts Center to new heights. Uh, both both on a capital on the capital side and on of course the uh, the cultural side the arts side but I think in for me especially has been what he has done for children with all the programs uh, that he has given so many children an opportunity to be exposed to the arts where they may not have had that chance I actually went and saw some of the summer programs uh, uh, and um, it, it's just wonderful to see and heartwarming to see what uh, what uh, he has done. So um, I, I wish him much success and happiness. Um, and also when he called me to say that he was so excited when he got off a plane and at the airport heard uh, that I mentioned the Broward Center for the Performing Arts in my places to visit. So uh, I just want to congratulate him. And lastly, I want to bring your attention to a very awful bill, two bills, one in the House, one in the Senate, that is dealing with the criminalization of homelessness. And uh, it's very distressing. It's moving. The governor supports it. And uh, it, is, it is extremely detrimental to Broward County in so many ways, but particularly, of course, to how we deal with homelessness. Uh, we have been working so hard in the, on the best practices for homelessness, uh, uh, for, focusing on permanent supportive housing, rapid rehousing. The landlord-tenant program has really taken off. Um, so, um, if uh, you're going to you're going to be getting a piece, if you haven't gotten it already, from Marty Cassini with backup talking points, House bill and a Senate bill, as I said. And uh, some of our own legislators in Broward County have voted for it in committee. So um, if you take a chance to look at it um, or you call Marty to get um, any other additional information, it would be it would be good if we could try to try to head this off if there's any way possible. So that's it for me today. Thank you so much. So glad to be on and see you even even, you know, on online. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Yudin. Just uh, briefly, I just want to congratulate the cultural department because they are putting out so many amazing events with Ignite that just mm -hmm. finished, which got kudos from all over the county. 
Um, and I know Senator Geller always brings a cultural team here when we have his uh, music. And I had the chance to see the Florida, the South Florida Symphony Saturday night. It, not in my breadbasket, not something I normally do, but they were absolutely outstanding in the performance that they gave. So I, I think Phil is doing an amazing job with the different groups and our volunteers and the cultural uh, uh, council. And I just want to, again, compliment the vice mayor. I know the mayor mentioned it, but good job pinch hitting and to everyone all around the county who keeps pinch hitting. Uh, and, and wish you well, Senator Rich, as we move forward. Commissioner Gell. Thank you. Three quick items. First, with all due deference to Senator Rich, if we're going to discuss the bad bills that the legislature is passing, we will be here for another hour and a half. Uh, you, it's hard to pick out, too, when they're passing so many bad bills. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I think that today we also heard something that some of us have been saying, that the Cultural Council, which is doing a great job, needs to make sure that the dollars are spread out through all of the cities in the county, through all of the different groups in the county. So when I come back and ask for more money for the Cultural Council, I'm expecting all of you are going to be supporting this if we're going to be spreading all of the dollars around. And finally... Not me. <laughs> and finally, Drew, um, I would, uh, unless six people object, I'm asking the county attorney to draft something. Uh, as all of you know, there is something that has been referred to as Geller Amendment, talking about adding density along the transit, the, it's the roads. I'm asking you to draft an amendment that would also apply that to the rail corridors. I'm done. Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, thank you. I just want to add to the conversation, or this is my comments, as it relates to funding and granting funding to organizations, whether or not it is within our rights or is there an ordinance, whatever we need to do, because it's not only 501c3s that are creating some of the economic development and economic opportunities here in Broward County. So don't know if it's legal, but I would like for us to take a look at that. And also as we advocate for Central Broward and other areas of Broward County, we are playing catch up to the beaches. And I see Broward County and the Tourist Development Council, when they took that trip and the float and all of that, that is telling all of us that Broward County is inclusive and we'll do whatever it is to make sure the tax dollars benefit all of our communities. Okay, whether or not you're on the beach or you're on inland, we do great things in central Broward County that can be featured because there are benefits to the businesses and the communities at large. So that is my statement. I know there's um, cricket press conference coming soon. Okay, I don't know if we'll have Working a meeting. On your uh, we, you know, yes, <laughs> I heard that one from you, so I'm, I'm working on it. So there's going to be a press conference. Dan, is that you in the audience? Yes. It is you, right? Do you have a date for the press conference we, and now a time? Monica has it, right? I have it. Yes, okay, so it's all yours. I'm giving you the baton. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. Bob? Just have a good week. Okay. <laughs> okay. County Administrator? 
Yes, thank you. So I, I asked uh, the commissioner if she wanted to share the great news, but um, she's asked me to fill in the details. So um, on Tuesday, February 13th, mark your calendars, the invites have not yet gone out. They will go out this afternoon. Um, but we are trying to finalize um, a date and time. So it's Tuesday, February 13th at 11 a.m. We're going to have a, um, a groundbreaking for the grandstands um, at the Broward Central Regional Park. Um, this is all related to the, um, the cricket um, excitement that's coming this summer. We wanted to make sure that we were had an opportunity to not both not just have a press conference about the World Cup, but also do something else exciting to show our commitment by putting some shovels in the ground to uh, to mark the actual long-term commitment to that stadium and to this sport here in Broward County. Okay, great. Um, I had one, two more things if I might. Yeah. Okay, so um, I wanted to just note that Movie well Maker Magazine has ranked uh, Greater Fort Lauderdale number two on its 2024 list of best places to live and work as a movie maker. Um, <laughs> I didn't mention that. I just said the greater Fort Lauderdale, we reached number two. Um, and, and so I did want to congratulate our film uh, commissioner, uh, Sandy Leiterman, and her skilled team on achieving uh, this well-deserved recognition. Last year, we were fourth, so we've gone up to two. Um, also wanted to also share with you all that um, as we celebrate and continue to celebrate Black History Month, um, you'll find unique uh, and some educational programs for all ages at our um, library system. And so please make sure you go out and check Broward.org forward slash library. Um, and we had a, a really cool um, bus wrap uh, to commemorate uh, Black History Month that if you check out the video I put out yesterday, it was it was highlighted in the video. It's really nice. And, and we participated MLK Jr. Um, uh, parade. So. Just make sure you check out all the activities we've got, and we've got some displays in the lobby and whatnot. So thank you. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. County, County Attorney. Nothing, Vice Mayor. Thank you. Okay, I'm just going. I'm just up one thing, and it had to do with what was at the Broward workshop, and it had to do with the speaker that was there, that was talking about the touch points that made his restaurant number one, and I wonder if we can transfer that to the way that we deal with the public, and start to really think about all the interactions that when when the public meets with us on on in all the different departments how do we make that a better um interaction i think it's a it's a challenge that he kind of put our way and i think it's worth um trying to rise to it and i think everybody else did you want to say something? vice mayor i just want to say that one thing one size fits one yeah, uh, one yeah, size fits yeah. all and i like that that takeaway but you're absolutely correct. It was he was really dynamic. He was excellent. As well as you were. Well, thank you. My friend. Thank you. He was really good. It's the first time I stayed. Okay. And we are and we are adjourned. <laughs>